Crikey! What's up, listeners? Welcome to Predator vs. Movies. I'm Alex. I'm Peter. I'm Aiden. And this is a podcast where we discuss and review the latest movie releases. <laughs> I'm giving up already. We're going to start off with a non-spoiler review before diving into a deep discussion of the film, and then we're going to ask the most important question. Would this movie be better if the alien from Predator was in it? Uh, this week we're going to be viewing uh, Avatar The Way of Water. Two uh, Okay, Avatar. <laughs> yeah. uh, with no special guests. Uh, but before we do, we're going to get into the news segment. Uh, so first off, Donald Glover is set to star in and produce a film for Sony's uh, Spider-Man universe of whatever, uh, based on the classic comic character, the Hypno-Hustler. Yeah. Which is <laughs> a Spider-Man villain who uses the power of disco to hypnotize. Oh my god. I'm, I'm very excited for that. That's sick. I think it's more sick than anything else they're making. Yeah. Right now. Like it's better is it than animated Morbius. or is it part of like Morbius I Venom? I think so. I don't, I don't know. All... I think it's in this. Cool. It's in the same. Um, what, do you, what would you call that? Like musical artist led franchise with Bad Bunny's. Oh yeah. El Muerto. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a its own separate series of films. That yeah, just... except Donald Glover also. It like is a filmmaker to be fair too. At least yes, yeah. at least he has for sure talent in this realm. Yeah. So I, I have a little more faith in that project, but what is that even what is what is that going to look like? <laughs> I don't is know, Spider Man in that? Like <laughs> I'm is it a, for that, man. a 70s movie, like the origin of the hypno hustler? It would also be funny if they brought in like Tom Holland Spider Man for that because like if Donald Glover's in Homecoming and then his character yeah. just never is taken anywhere. So... He was supposed to be the Prowler though, and yeah. he says his his nephew is Miles. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't know if he says the name. He but... says like my nephew lives in this neighborhood, and you're okay, like, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess the Prowler becomes the Hypno Hustler. <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? Um, moving on to uh, Warner Brothers, uh, Westworld, uh, along with several other acclaimed series, are being booted from the HBO Max platform uh, for tax write-offs so that they don't have to pay um, ro- royalties. That's oh, really? Fucked. So we know That's, the reason now. Yeah. It's because of the tax write-off. Okay. No, we, we knew that, yeah, when yeah. they started doing that months ago. But, yeah, um, no, it's fucked. They're it's just, like, that's like a dystopian... This is bad. <laughs> that's that's not. And good. it's so weird because HBO is like some of the best shows on TV are there. Yeah. And as a creative, like in the future, I would have been like, yeah, if any streaming platform like that would be the one I would want to work with. And now it's the complete opposite. I would never want to work there because your work could be gone in yeah. an instant. You know. Yeah. That's that's just royally fucked. But then um, it's literally just Warner Bros. can't market or show these. Everyone else can. No, no, no. It. Okay, so you're confusing. So the tax write-off thing is something that's in production and hasn't released yet. If something already exists and is on the platform, they have to pay uh, royalties because it right. already exists. And that means I'm paying the creatives and the actors money to show it on my platform. Right. And so they're saying we can save money by not doing that. Yeah. And we can make oh, money. Oh, okay, okay. We can make you. money by selling it to other I think, platforms. I, they said, yeah, they said they're going to sell it for like TV, and it would play on TV, 
which is, you know, sucks for people who actually want to watch the show because it's much harder yeah. and nobody has cable anymore. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's sad. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, what would be a good move for them, I think, is if they just started actually making like physical media for these. Yeah. People would buy them 100%. Mm-hmm. I think they made Westworld. physical media for these. For a streaming original, usually not. Um, I know I there was a show called Minx that was also made big headlines. Um, oh, what's his name? It's the guy from New Girl and who's the Spider-Man. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter B. Parker from the... Jake Johnson. Um, so it's a show with him. He's not the lead, but it's, it's a fun show and it has one season and this season got taken off and in the season two was in production and it got canceled or something. So it's just, it's yeah, sad. It's, it's sad over there. That's, um, that's anyways, we can go Dude, to they the... They poured all their money into Barbie. That's what happened. <laughs> well, let's move on to the slightly more happy news at DC. Uh, only slightly because it involves a lot of people getting fired. Um, so the, uh, one of the first things in James Gunn and Peter Safran's DC slate is going to be a new Superman film. Uh, they say that Superman is going to be like their main priority, which I think is a good move, seeing as he's probably the most famous superhero ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and the what they're going for is a younger Superman uh, earlier in his career. So that doesn't work with just how old Henry Cavill is. Not yeah. saying that he's old, super old, but you know, like it's it requires a younger actor. So right. he has been let go, unfortunately, despite being only brought back less than two months ago. Yeah. Which is By kind the of rock. Weird. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> I found it funny. Peter found my finding it funny offensive, but um I I can't help but find it a little funny. Like I guess like I never cared that much about Henry Cavill Superman. I know a lot of people yeah, love it, but like I was just like, yeah, sure. He's doing a good job there. Like, he I wasn't, don't know. Yeah, he wasn't like a Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man or Chris right. Evans Captain America. And if firing him make, means we can make a better movie and create a better like universe out of this, yeah. like, yeah, that's worth it. Exactly. Dude, I don't think it's a bad decision necessarily. It just feels really bad to be the guy, you know? Oh, absolutely. He's yeah. hustled he, for this for so long and, you know, now it's just taken away from him. I know. And and he left The Witcher for that. But also, I mean, I think for The Witcher, the writing was on the wall in that case. So people people saying like, oh, he left The Witcher for this and then also lost this as well. I don't I don't think that's the whole story. The whole well, I mean, picture, it's not all sad, though, because there's another news piece we'll talk about. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. Shortly after being <laughs> fired from BC. <laughs> a day later, actually. Uh, yeah. Um, there was a, it was a tweet from uh, Raul, um, I forget his last name, but um, a, another actor who was like, hey, we should do a Warhammer 4000 series, which I believe is a video game, right? And so oh, yeah. it's, it's a, a tabletop from the UK. Okay. Anyways, yeah. so it's, a, it's based off of that. And uh, it's, I think it's for Amazon. And so he's I don't know if that was already in development and that tweet was like just revealing it or if they actually no, actually forward on the tweet. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Let, yeah, that is a good idea. Let me, let me catch you up. Let me catch but you like up. Like so, super, super quickly afterwards, let me just finish. He is set to star in and executive produce that series. So yeah. like he's he's fine. Henry Cavill's okay. Anyways, Peter, what do you know about this situation? So what happened is Henry Cavill is a big Warhammer fan. Warhammer is like a tabletop, it's like D&D. R- R- RPG 
sort of and then also there's like a game aspect of it as well so he's like famously known to like paint and create uh warhammer figures in his spare okay. time and apparently this has been taught for a very long time and he actually visited the warhammer hq back in february of this year um at at, at the time everyone thought it was just like it's just a wholesome you know like he's it loved is like visit to the headquarters of yeah. yeah yeah like like it's like he has been you know a fan of this franchise since he was 10 apparently so it's like it's really sweet that they give him a tour and everything but now it sounds like like he visited because like that series in development and the raw and the rahu tweet was actually like he had no idea this was happening it's kind of funny because it received oh, so really? much traction Bafter commented on the tweet um Asa, Asia, Asa, like Asa the, Butterfield. Yes, the guy from the sex education commented as well. Um, so like everyone's like, you know, like we should make this happen, and the, but like a day later, obviously it got announced. But the guy had no idea when he tweeted that. Which is pretty That's funny. very interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, and actually more on Cavill. Uh, some more news uh, regarding Black Adam has been released. <laughs> yes. so apparently. apparently among several things that happened with The Rock this week in the news yeah. cycle, he he was intending to use Cavill as a quote-unquote pawn to control a corner of the DC universe. One might say the Dude, power hierarchy of the DC universe. Yeah. I think I think this is so funny. Like The Rock is treating this like a fucking Game of Thrones. Like you know, it's like the 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 battle for the DC universe is so awesome shit. But like, yeah, and he's losing. <laughs> <laughs> and the hard. fact that he released fake financial records, like, bro, yeah. that's kind of that was also so funny. funny. Yeah, that was also in the news. So yeah, he's been lying about how much money he's making. Um, he also unfollowed Warner Brothers and James James Gunn on <laughs> whatever Instagram or Twitter or something. Which I I always find that so funny that people are like looking for yeah, that. <laughs> like that that's found out immediately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he's just having, he's having a tantrum is what it seems like. And he, he really wanted to have his black Adam centric universe. Actually, apparently also he turned down having a cameo in the Shazam verse, which is so Sarah. stupid. Did you hear his actual comment though? Uh, I don't, I don't know what the actual comment is. Do you have it in? Yes. Your... He, he's yeah. literally like, I'm, I'm reserved for like the big movies. I'm like, I'm only for the big leagues. Not, not for, yeah. not for, not for small really? cameos. Like he, he doesn't uh, seem to understand. Let me find it. He doesn't seem to understand that Black Adam is a Shazam character. Like, it's the antithesis to Shazam. So it, how, how do you do Black Adam and not yeah. work with Shazam? It's so, it's, it's weird. It, I don't, I don't think he gets it. Yeah. No, that's very, uh, it's very goofy. <laughs> that's that's crazy if he actually said that. Do you have the actual quote, Peter? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find it right now. Uh... Okay, well, we'll come back to you when yeah. you find it. But yeah. also, um, there was a rumor, and it quickly got shut down, but I would like to talk about it anyways, that um, Robert, Robert Pattinson's Batman and Matt Reeves' kind of Batman corner could be, like, the, ground, the, the groundwork for James Gunn's future... DC slate and I think we Aiden and I definitely agreed being like yeah that that would never work yeah, just I think the tone yeah it, like how do you mesh that with like 
I'm assuming they're going to try to make, like, a bright and hopeful Superman. And it's like, yeah. how do you mesh those things? It just The tones seem disparate enough that, like, it just would not work. Yeah. And it's like, that, that was the trouble that the MCU had at its start. And I think super quickly they made, a, you know, it was Iron Man. And I think the next, like, really... MCU film that like is like a good comparison would be Thor mm. and like look at how those movies do have very similar tones yeah despite being you know one grounded in science and one grounded in kind of mythology and stuff like that yeah. um whereas I don't unless everything became super dark like the resource like I don't think I don't yeah. think it works no, like I, I said in either. on Twitter like I I don't I just don't see Robert Battenson going into space and fighting dark no. side like it's no. you know <laughs> it just doesn't fit no uh, Peter, i would want to see that are you having any luck finding that quote i found so many articles about it but i think i saw it in a tweet so something okay. must have been real yeah you can keep struggling <laughs> away now. we're gonna move on uh aiden wanted to talk about the five nights in Freddy's. yeah so this movie has been in development for like years and years and years and years and so finally not only is it going forward not only did they have a script they've cast both matthew lillard of scooby-doo fame and josh mm-hmm. hutchinson of uh hunger games fame um yeah and uh I'm excited. I'm not, I used to play this game in middle school, and uh, yep, I want to see the movie. That's that's my segment. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I think I saw that Lillard is going to be the villain. I don't yeah. know anything about the lore. Um, it's convoluted and insane. It is insane. Yeah, I think I, I think I'm aware of that faction. Um, but before uh, we get into our movie, we have a. Uh, we had a good trailer week this week, so we're going to head on over into the trailer park. That's a motorcycle. That's us on a motorcycle pulling into the trailer park. Gotcha. Why are we on motorcycles in the trailer park? Because it's cool. Because cool. it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> we're going around and looking at all the trailers. Okay, Dude, sure. I just realized we don't have the MCU corner this week. What is yeah, that? no Marvel corner. Well, well yeah. I, we kind of did start with the Marvel corner, but yeah, um, but that wasn't like the MCU, so it's not like yeah, the Marvel fair. corner. Anyway, so first and probably the most exciting trailer this week, Barbie. We finally yeah. got a first look. It's more of a teaser. Uh, I have a question for you guys. Do you think what we saw, like the the two thousand one Space Odyssey um, parody, is that part of the movie or is 100% that specifically no. for the trailer? I think it might just be for the trailer. I, I was thinking that too. Which is such a great move. Yeah. I love that idea that they filmed something unique for the trailer. Yeah. Because it really grabs your attention. Yeah. I also, I think it's interesting that um, the target audience seems to be like us in a way. Like yeah. not, <laughs> not the three of us specifically, but like it has, it's it seems to be for people who really like movies and mm-hmm. not like... I don't think it'll alienate general audiences, but Dude. I, you know, like it's not like just a generic. Right. It's not like it's not gonna be the same thing as like the Lego Movie, which was like yeah, like for, an, for another movie that is an ad, um, and Maybe. like very generalized and yeah. Dude, all I'm gonna say is it stars Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling. That's enough. It's a great cast. Yeah, I mean, a, you're a big cast guy, as we know. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think I think it'll be great, uh, and I gl- I'm kind of glad that they didn't really show anything about it. Like just a, it's a yeah. proper teaser. Ryan Gosling looks so good. Holy shit. Riley the goes. one outfit he had was very interesting with the the eyeliner and it was like a like vest or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, we also got a trailer for uh, Across the Spider Verse, uh, the Spider Man Into the Spider Verse sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, that looks fun and lots of Spider Man in there and. Yeah. Fr- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, what this movie was supposed to release this yeah. year. It got pushed back yeah, twice. Yeah, it keeps getting pushed. All right. Yeah. Um, what I do think I've heard about it is that there's like a multiversal collection of Spider-Man. And we do kind of, we see that. That's where yeah. they are for a lot of it. And they're trying to combat like a, a threat. And they have a particular way of doing that. And Miles doesn't like their methodology. I think it might involve killing people, mm. uh, which is, sounds a little, a little bit like Black Adam. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I think that'll be cool. And Oscar Isaac, I mean, is great. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see a uh, future Spider-Man Miguel O'Hara guy. It's gonna be cool. Yeah, uh, we also had speaking of the future, um, we there's a trailer for a movie that no one had heard of called Sixty Five. Oh my god, I totally <laughs> knew you're gonna bring that up. At first, at first, uh, many people might be wondering why is it that number? Why is it called Sixty Five? Uh, I think it took me like I, I saw the teaser and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then it took me about five seconds into the trailer being like, wait a minute, 65, like as in million years ago. And then yeah. I was like, oh yeah, it is. So it's Dude, a every documentary movie. ever, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's basically. like a creepy narrative 65 million years ago. <laughs> oh, <wow>. I, yeah. It's <laughs> a good voice. Um, so it stars Adam Driver and basically they're like space people from the future and then they're in the past and then they have guns and they're trying to survive dino times with a gun nice. yeah nice. that's interesting i think it'll be fun Dude, i gotta say though that trailer's first half like had so much suspense and like adam driver just acting the shit out of it and i was like okay this is gonna be a great movie then i saw the dinosaurs and I was like, oh fuck it's Dude, it's probably no gonna dino, be bad no, bro no, no dinos I, no dinos I, for you it's too goofy like adam driver's great <laughs> in like serious movies but like Oh no! This he's also a funny. Series. He's like a comedic. Yeah, he's funny too. So. No, I'm talking about like the movie setting. It's not just like um, I I I loved him in the Black Clansman. Like he can do funny, hmm. sure. Um, but like I think it's it's a lot better when like the movie itself is like serious. Sure, it's a popcorn movie. That yeah, yeah, that's movie. what I meant. Yeah, that's what sixty five is, yeah. and so yeah, I think that's. Not something that Adam Driver has done too much of. He's oh, Star Wars. Uh, he was in Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> he's famous for. Um, speaking of movies that aren't popcorn, there was a new trailer for the whale. These segues are terrible. Um, there's a new trailer for the whale. Uh, this is the first time I've had any idea what this movie is like about. Um, looks good. Looks interesting. Yeah, looks good. yeah, their their reviews have not been fantastic uh, going forward, yeah. and so I I'm still excited for it, but I'm I'm very curious because I mean we'll get into it, but there's a different movie I saw this week that is getting similar reviews that I very much loved. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Interesting. Yeah. Um, there was also two other trailers that came out this week. There was a trailer for Scream Six. Mm-hmm. Um, Six Scream. I- <laughs> <laughs> 
think it's actually I think it's actually scream and then the M becomes a V. Oh, oh, you know you're right. It is like screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Screen. Screen. It's like no, it's screeny. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Screevy, screevy. No, because the M becomes like an N with the V, and then there's the I after. Well, no, there's also like the the M can't become an N and an I. It has to be yeah. So a v. the M, there's the two, M, lo- an I and a V and an I. <laughs> the there's M, no, the M loses screevy. its right leg, and so it becomes like a oh sideways N, and then there's a V in the middle, and then there's an I at the end. So it's yeah, exactly. And the V is colored red, so then the 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 one leg. But you of still the M see the left white. leg of the M. Yeah, yeah. So, so that it's becomes screevy. an I. No. No. The M <laughs> becomes a red V and a red I and a white I, so it's screevy. No, it's greedy. Anyways, uh, Ghostface goes to New York, and that looks interesting. Yeah. Uh, final trailer of the week was showing up. It's Kelly Reichardt's latest film. Uh, she's te- reteaming with Michelle Williams. She's been with Michelle Williams for at least two movies, if not more. Mm. Um, and this will be Hong Chao's third film this year that she's co-starring in she was also in the menu and the menu. i'm forgetting that uh, one the whale the whale thank you the whale yes yeah. um and that one looks fun and it's like two no it's a group of people who do like art and like modern kind of interesting art and so that looks fun cool. uh last bits of news are related to the movie that we uh, watched this week so as a little uh what is it? A teaser? A little uh, a moose bouche. That's what I was looking for um, for our movie. Um, it, James Cameron is currently working on uh, Avatar three, the edit, and he delivered a nine yeah. hour cut to the studio yeah. because he wants to do the VFX. VFX. What did I say? VFX for all nine hours before cutting it down. Yeah, which is that's so insane fire. behavior. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> how can you not know that's that's like, three avatar yeah. way of waters dude like the confidence of him as well like yeah it's yeah. going to they're all going to be top grossing movies of all time so like what are you what are you complaining about like i do have to respect it like you know what i mean like it's, uh, it's dude it's, it's just like it's know. a real shame that if you actually do that like basically 60 percent of it is going to end up on the cutting room floor and like Dude, that's just yeah. such disrespect to the people who do VFX, you know? Or, yeah, true, yeah. That, that's you, true. Like, yeah. Does that ultimately, like, is that going to have to be split into Avatar 3 and Part a half? Part 1 and Part 2? Know, like, <laughs> there's another movie added to this, like... Yeah, like, it's, it's so much. They do, know, like, the I, Matrix thing where two sequels are released in the same year or whatever. Yeah, yeah there you go. Um, Actually, that reminds me. Wasn't there like an Endgame? People were talking about like Endgame had like a nine-hour cut or something. No oh, way. Something like, there was a cut that was super long. I yeah, mean, yeah. I, I, maybe it's just a part of the the three-hour blockbuster life cycle. Like it starts off life as a nine-hour cut. I just can't. Like, I can't even imagine a nine-hour movie. Like, how do you cut no. that? How do you film enough so that you <laughs> right? can you know, like, and then and then yeah, it still works as a three-hour movie. Yeah. Like, well. Yeah. Well, to be honest, well, Avatar at least, like most of it is filmed on a green screen with like, you know, this, these CG suits. So. But what is the script if they have nine hours of film? Oh, that's true. Yes. Like, 
most of it point. must just be like people swimming around and like <laughs> people just swimming. dude it's just nature shots man <laughs> well that's what like half of this movie is yeah. Yeah. Like, okay james you gotta choose between this shot of the people swimming with the fish or this shot it's like i can't pick any both you can't you can't make me <laughs> titanic and avatar paid for this screen you can't make me you know that's that's james cameron for you uh more avatar news uh the avatar 4 script was apparently so good but the only note he received from a particular executive was, holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm supposed to assume that meant they liked it, but yeah. I don't know for sure. So stick around for Avatar. Wait, who broke this news? Um, I don't know. I'm sure it's just part of the press junket. I like the idea that James Cameron himself leaked yeah. that information. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure he said that. I'm pretty yeah. sure that he released that in an interview. Yeah. Um, and the last bit of uh, Avatar news is a little unfortunate. Uh, he's Cameron, silly James Cameron. I think it's just we we know what the Avatar movies are like. Th- like a, they're a thinly veiled. Oh yeah, plea for like about. environmentalism and also like it's it's uh, was it Dances with Wolves? Like it's yeah. an indigenous yeah story like, and like white savior story. Yeah, and. James Cameron has taken it upon himself to embody the white savior energy in his personal yeah. life, real life yeah. as well. Yeah. And so he, he had a comment uh, regarding the writing of, I don't know if it's this one or the I next one. I think it's the one. first Avatar. Oh, the first one? I think it's the first one he was talking about that he was... Oh, weird. Okay. Anyways, but he said like in his writing for Avatar, he said, and I quote, I couldn't help but think that if they, and he's referring to the Lakota uh, tribe, uh, had had a if they had had a time window and they could see the future and they could see their kids committing suicide at the highest suicide rates in the nation and then ellipses uh, they would have fought a lot harder yeah that's, that's just a, a bad comment would not yeah. say that yeah. Yeah, i don't think that's, that's a fair comment and i would say no one should say that i would go yeah. that far yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so that has uh, definitely put a damper dampener on the opening weekend but uh i think it's been doing very well anyways even like like thursday it was making a lot of money because people were seeing it early uh so the movie we're talking about this week is avatar the way of water it's directed by james cameron screenplay by cameron uh along with rick jaffa and amanda silver story by those three as well as josh friedman and shane salerno so big big writing team uh, it stars Sam Worthington, Zoe Saldana, Sigourney Weaver, Stephen Lang, Kate Winslet, and apparently that she was the wife of the Water Tribe. Oh, that's what I said. Chief. Yeah, um, we we weren't sure who that was, yeah. uh, who she played. Uh, Cliff Curtis, uh, Jamie Flatters. I think these are the kids: Jamie Flatters, Britton Dalton, Trinity Jolie Bliss, uh, Jack Champion, who uh, plays Spider, and Bailey Bass. Uh, along with many others. It's a huge cast. Uh, DP is Russell Carpenter. The runtime is three hours and 12 minutes. It has a budget estimated of around 350 to $400 million, uh, which makes it one of the most expensive films of all time. This film has more or less been in the works since 2010. Like since the, he wanted before the release, he wanted to have sequels to Avatar. So he's been working on it for a long time. Uh, but they needed to develop new technology to film 
performance capture scenes underwater. And so it took a while to get that done. Um, it, they shot for three years between 2017 and 2010, yeah. which is also insane. That's yeah. so, so long. Like I think most are what half a year films, films yeah. in half a year or less. I think less. Yeah. Like, like much less. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's, that's crazy. Uh, and they also filmed simultaneously uh, the third film. So that's how they're already working on that. Um, but uh, yeah, so before we get into our review of them, we have uh, we have a little game we play sure called uh, Predacritic. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so there's dude, a little website. Dude. I was totally going to say explain that gram because I just watched Paul Dano on fucking Hot Ones. <laughs> I don't know okay. any of what you just said. Oh, that's you don't watch Hot Ones? That, that's a segment on oh Hot Ones. I don't really understand how it connects to what we're talking about. But then no, because like he he does that. Uh, Sean um, Sean Evans does that. It's like there's this recurring segment on the show called Explain That Gram. And Alex was like, we have we do this little segment. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. Okay, I do that every week. So yes. I don't know how that just came up now, but... Anyways, we, we have a game called Predacritic, and sure so there's a website called Metacritic uh, on the internet where they uh, tabulate critics' reviews of film and give an average score of a, out of 100. If it gets 60 or above, it's green. If it gets 80 or above, it's must-see. If it's in the 50s, it gets yellow. And if it's in the 40s or below, it gets red. So we are going to guess where Avatar The Way of Water lands in that scoring system. So first off, Let's hear from... Let's switch it up. Peter can go first this week. Cool. Pete guy. 73. Really? Just off the gate? Interesting. Yeah, off, off I, I think that's actually very close to what... Yeah. Um, I'll let Aiden go last this time because I always okay. make him go first. Um, I'm going to guess... Hmm, 75. Okay, seventy three and seventy five. Yeah. Okay, so if if I'm meta gaming, <laughs> you're pred- you're pred- gaming it. Yeah, seventy four would be a risky guess, right? Because that it has to be right that on be that. Really that'd be goofy. a dumb. That'd be a dumb guess, <laughs> dude. I'm basically asking myself, do I think it's lower than seventy three or higher than seventy five? And that I is. was honestly thinking eighties when I first do it. So I'm gonna say seventy six because I think it's higher than that. Interesting. So I did just look at it as you were guessing, and I had to keep a straight face. Um, it has a 69. That's insane. Really? Yeah. Really? 69. And I thought it was going to be 80. So I thought it was going to be like 82. That's what I was going to guess. I'm just no. happy that I'm safe from doing a summary of this movie. Not only that, you won this time, Peter. Yeah. Oh, fuck. You won this time. You won. You're going to do that in two minutes. <laughs> I'm just surprised this movie in two minutes. <laughs> oh. Three-hour movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's. I think that's a low score. I don't know. I if think I that's agree very low. I, I was, kind of like. I will get into it, but like there are oh, definitely yeah. problems. That's our catchphrase. We'll definitely like there are problems with this movie for sure. But like I honestly can forgive most of the problems I have with it because the parts I like are just like whoa yeah <laughs> i think that's the issue is it's a very it's a well-made whoa yeah popcorn <laughs> you know blockbuster movie but it's not much more than that sure so that's why i was expecting the 70s i i wouldn't have given it 80 
Or what I don't get is that it's I left theater. I was like that was better than Top Gun Maverick for me. Like yeah, like that's... easily for me. Um, like I don't even I have saw... to think about it that hard. No, it's than... I see the thing is I saw someone ask that question on Twitter today, and I thought about it, and I have to disagree. I think Top Gun Maverick is significantly better. But yeah, I think story, Top Gun's better. The story yeah. is not like incredible in top gun they're fighting no the the, the nebulous enemy because they don't want to name who they're fighting okay, as, <laughs> like, if, like that. you know i don't i wouldn't say that the human race as the villains in this movie are much better than the the vague the, enemy like the, the empty they don't name i just thought I, that was such a funny detail that movie it is that, like, funny that no, they don't funny, they don't like yeah. name a country or something because they don't want <laughs> to like, offend anyone yeah, yeah. um and it is actually, it's actually more funny that I like a movie that, you know, promotes the military industrial complex yeah. more than the movie that hates it and is an environmentalist. So like value. Oh my God, like, that's true. Yeah. You know, but I, yeah. I honestly think that from a filmmaking standpoint, Top Gun Maverick is better made. Like the cinematography is fantastic and they use, you know, practical, you know, they use jets and stuff. So I just admire it from that standpoint. And But I, I love the visuals. I agree. Episode. I agree. Avatar was hit or miss. And really? we Dude, Alex, I'm that. honestly with you there. I, I think yeah, I absolutely Peter agree with you. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so uh, now that we've done our Predacritic, let's let's get into our non-spoiler reaction a little more. So, Peter, as the winner, you get to, you get to decide who goes first. If it's you or somebody else, it's yeah. up to you. I'll go first. I think I'll have a little more controversial take. I saw the first one very recently. I think I saw it October, so uh, two months ago. And I really liked the first one. Okay. This one, not so much, actually. Really? Like, first one, I was this able to sit... Already. Yeah, this one, uh, first one, I was able to sit through. I think, was the first one close to three hours as well? Or is it higher than three hours? Uh, two, hours two hours, 45. Okay, yeah. Like, I was able to sit through that, like, just as, like, like a, you know, like when you watch a good movie you don't really check your watch or like you know sure. like you don't yeah. feel the time elapsing right like but like this one i was getting actually like noticeably fatigued towards the end of the film uh, i think i'm just getting a little bit too much avatar at the end um okay. obviously there are really bright points of this movie that i really like um I'm just going to quickly comment on the visual because I feel like that's the biggest question everyone's going to have. Yes, it is great. It is as good. And honestly, I would say much, much better than the first one just because the water scenes and the techniques Cameron uses. Um, there were some really gorgeous shots in there. So if you watch it for the visual, that it's it's going to be very worth it. Now, I've, I saw it in non-IMAX 3D environment with no high frame rate. So my viewing experience is visuals is still stunning in a non-AMAX environment. And the HFR thing doesn't really affect my viewing. didn't really affect my viewing experience, viewing it in non-HFR. So if you, I, it's so complicated, man. There's so many different versions of this movie. Um, yeah. That's what just HFR means. Yeah, just because, yeah uh, just because there are different ways that you can see it, right? Yeah. So like, I can tell you that 3D non-HFR looks fine i don't know how much better with hfr and imax it would look but uh like it, it looks fine so i gave the first one a five out of five i think it's that good it's a cinematic <laughs> yeah i think okay. i think insane. it's a, i think it's a cinematic achievement 
and uh, I, I really like the first one. So okay. first one is a five out of five for me. This one is a three and a half out of five. Um, this one, uh, I okay. there are really bright spots, but unfortunately, there are just some things in the story that I just cannot buy into. Um, and um, I recommend this to everybody. I think everyone would like you know get something out of it, it whether it's from the visual of the story. You know, that's up to you. But uh, I think this one is, it's good, but not as good as the first one. Okay. That's that's yeah. a crazy and chaotic, directed <laughs> by Elizabeth. <laughs> take you have there. Um, man, I'm processing all the things you just said. Um, first off. Yeah, they get disagree with everything you say. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I think. Oh yeah, okay. The one thing I did want to say was, for those who don't know, high frame rate. Okay, so most movies, uh, you see an image. Oh god. Okay, so movies are. I, I'm gonna be like fucking start of the fablements. So movies are a collection of images played in quick succession. Twenty-four. Right, right back to the beginning. Yeah, twenty-four, <laughs> and then someone has to jump in. Picture of movies are dreams, darling. <laughs> right. So okay, a movie is usually. 24 pictures shown a second. That's just the standard. And it's been the standard for like a hundred years. And that's not always the case though. You can also film stuff. I think, I think Avatar is probably what? 30? I think it's 48. 48. I think it's 48. That's that's double the amount usual. And what happens is when you increase the number of pictures shown a second, it becomes more, it looks more like real life. I think is the idea. Um, it, it, you lose this effect that is, um, interesting when you, you use fewer frames per second called motion blur. And what that does is it shows motion, really. It, it shows things that are, it's, um, <laughs> it's, it becomes more clear as you're watching that things are moving and it gives things like you, you can tell velocity and momentum and gravity kind of stuff. And and if it's in a higher frame rate, it looks more like real life. So like um, on your TVs, it's a common thing that, you know, filmmakers hate on modern TVs is that they turn motion smoothing on, which reduces motion blur. And so it makes movies look weird because it's just yeah. not the traditional look. And it looks more like a reality TV series. Yeah. Like, like if you've ever watched walked into a Best Buy and they have like a movie yeah. playing on the screens like, and you're like, that looks weird. Like this, that's what it is. Yeah. Is there anything else I need to explain about high frame rate? I feel like, is that a good question? Wait, 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 actually, I have a question. So high frame rate negates motion blur? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So if you watch Avatar, it you shouldn't see motion blur. Gotcha. Okay. That's the idea. Or at least so, nowhere near as much as you would if it was at 24. Yeah. So it just looks less cinematic, and we'll discuss like what we felt about it. But, yeah. Um, anyways, Aiden, let's hear uh, what do you think about Avatar Wind of Water? Uh, yeah, so I, unlike Peter, don't like the first one that much. I think it's like, I liked it enough when I was a kid, but I, even as a child, like I was seven when it came out and I wasn't that blown away by it. I never, I rewatched it this year and I never felt that immersed in it. I didn't really care about any of the characters. I thought like the visuals were cool, but I, I felt like it, it felt like a pretty empty story for its runtime. 
Um, whereas this one, I was very, very engaged with it. And there were some times where I was taken out of it a little bit, but generally like this felt like a very immersive experience to me when I think that's the intended goal of it. Um, I actually liked the characters. I even didn't mind Sam Worthington's character, Jake <laughs> Sully, as much. I thought he was a lot better in this movie. Um, he feels like like I care more about what he's doing. I, I have a better idea of who he is and how he thinks in this movie. Um, I like his kids a lot. I actually really, really like all of the Avatar kids. They were like my favorite part of the movie is just watching them do stuff. Um, I loved just like the avatar guys hanging out in the water village and that was my favorite part of the movie and i was like this is so fucking sick and every time it cut away from that i was like oh come on <laughs> just show me more show me more of the water village stuff um i did unfortunately watch this in high frame rate and so sometimes it looks like a ps5 game and i think that was yeah. bad um and i didn't i didn't like that at all and that definitely took me out of it but i genuinely i generally thought the visuals were like incredible there are like maybe a couple times where like the it, it seemed like the physics were off and maybe that's not the right word for it but it's like something didn't look right like maybe like once or twice but i don't know maybe i could have just been making yeah. that up they also employed like the crash zoom thing like the 2009 yeah. star trek thing a bunch of times and i didn't like that at all i also thought there are a few other like fairly anachronistic things about this movie like it feels like a, a kind of like a 2000s blockbuster sometimes and i I'm, I didn't like that that much like there's kind of some dialogue that's pretty corny there's some cliches that i feel like like there are moments in this movie where it's like oh yeah i remember when movies did that all the time and yeah, that didn't really work for me so but overall I, I had a very positive experience with this movie um i actually really liked the pacing i never felt like especially as it got in more and more i like i was right there with it i felt like i was like my emotions and the intensity was built up really well and then it was released and then it didn't like do that thing i hate where it had like a really climatic point and then it tried to force another one. It felt like it was a really smooth build to me. Um, and yeah, so this movie was four out of five stars for me and I would recommend it just about anyone. I think even, I think give this a try. You might really like this and you might walk away not caring as much. Yeah. Um, I, the two of us watched it together and I, I feel like anytime that happens, we often come away with like basically the same view. <laughs> it's like, like, um reaction via osmosis like we're just like <laughs> yeah well there was also a thing where we would laugh at the same like yeah. moments and so we know what each other it's this kind of thing where if i hear you laugh in a moment i suddenly understand how you're watching the movie a little bit yeah. more and so like i can't help but watch it that way a little bit up. as well it's yeah. very funny yeah yeah um so yeah um i think i think this is like a great blockbuster it's not a perfect blockbuster so like like i think top gun was better and even then like I, there's better examples of blockbusters than both of those two i think um uh, what can i say i mean yeah i think in every way it's a step up from the first film um i which which i really did not care for i think it's super cliched the first one and like the the writing is terrible the graphics aren't that good you know 10 years later or 10 plus years later um uh so like yeah in in those senses like you know the graphics are incredible the underwater scenes i i have to admit i was very taken aback by like how good those were 
um, the dialogue did not get much better. <laughs> um, I, but it's funny because I, I I know I picked up on this. It's it's not that the dialogue got better. It's that there was less of it in this movie. The <laughs> just stopped talking, and I was like, "Thank you, just shut up." And then it, you've got a better movie. But I also right. think it's that the situation is something you buy into a bit more. So the yeah, like you forgive a bit of the dialogue. Yeah, I think I think the fact that uh, yeah, I think as a whole, like I think the story in this one was a little more interesting, although. Yeah significant portions of it are just it's like a patchwork of different cliches that you've definitely seen before mm-hmm. which i mean you know is okay like you know there's only so many stories that exist in the world but um yeah i don't know uh i i did i yeah like what aiden was saying i didn't feel the runtime it didn't feel overly long i i did check my watch every now and then just to kind of you know keep up and be like okay yeah this is okay yeah we're in the middle okay yeah we have this much time left but I didn't. I didn't feel the runtime so much, and I think yeah, for a three, oh, an over three hour film, like I think it was paced very well actually. Um, I don't know. I think oh, I think there's a lot of characters in this, and James Cameron balances them as well as is humanly possible. I think, given how many different characters I'm supposed to know and care about, uh, and there are some drawbacks in that sense that we'll that we'll get into. Um, yeah, there's and... one major character that I I was like every time I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> um, uh, what else can I say? Yeah, the the human stuff sucks, and it always has sucked. But I think yeah, I think that's about it. So yeah, I I also I think I I said in the theater I was like yeah, that's like a four star f- film for me, just because it's it does what it it does what it wants to do very well. Yeah, I think this is I like, agree 100. I think. Avatar as a genre, as a genre, <laughs> Avatar genre, it's just, it's never going to break barriers if it's written and directed by James Cameron. Sure. I think that's my hot take is that this is as, about as good as a movie Avatar is ever going to be. I think the, I, the notion that James Cameron is willing to let other people direct his films in the future, these Avatar films specifically, I think is a fantastic idea. And I actually tweeted that, Denis Villeneuve taking over a film could be something super interesting. Yeah. I just really like him as a filmmaker personally, but he's done Aliens before. And done I think, too. yeah, if someone else was given a little bit of like, if, if a little more control was taken away from Jim, I think you might actually get to something really crazy and that, that might actually push boundaries. But I think James Cameron is always just going to lean into these cliches at this point. Yeah. Do you think... I, mm-hmm. I generally I think I agree with that take. Do you think that he wants to tell like a quote unquote timeless story? And so that's why it's like it feels like there's so many recognizable archetypes, uh, like that mm-hmm. that we know from so many of our stories, but it's transposed onto this alien world. And it's this idea that like like we're supposed to see this as almost like a new sort of fable. That's interesting. No, I think he's a bad writer, and that's okay. I think that's as far as that goes. I think he thinks like, like the one that the scene that I keep thinking about when I think about this is the um, the scene where the the kids from the water tribe are bullying are the main kids, and it becomes like a classic like fist fight brawl, and like, yeah. hey, do you know what this is? This is a cool thing called a fist, and then like. like <laughs> That whole scene, I was like, that's from, like, a high school movie. Yeah. Like, I just feel like every scene, or, like, and the whole idea, I couldn't tell you what movie these he's emulating, but 
everything in the movie is like things I've seen before. Sure. He does it well, but you know. Um, so yeah, I, I would actually, I, given all that, I would say, you know, people should go check this out. Um, it was a fun time and I think it's, it's a better blockbuster than, you know, the slog that they pump out uh, everywhere else. Uh, it's much better than Black Adam. So, uh, and that's the new benchmark apparently. Okay. So now that we're done our, uh, our non-spoiler takes, we are going to do the, uh, the two minute synopsis. And okay, let's go. Let's go in. Okay, this time don't show me the timer because that stresses me out. Just have it in your hand. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you, want, do you want a warning when it's at like one minute or ten? Give seconds? me like one. Give me one minute and then give me thirty seconds and give me ten. Okay. So, okay. what else? Oh yeah. So no. Uh, spoiler time. Spoiler time. Okay. Give okay. me a second. Just collect my thoughts. <clears throat> collect and then. Okay. Okay. Okay, so uh-huh. Avatar two, yep, Wave Water, yeah. Okay, yep. okay. Water. Okay, okay. Okay, so we are going it. to uh, summarize the film in under two minutes. <laughs> Three, two, one. Here we go. Okay, so we open and we find out that uh, Jake Sully and uh, Natiri have been like they've they've had a family. They've had a bunch of kids. Uh, the humans were expelled. Uh, there's this human boy named Spider who is the son of the bad general from the first one, and but he's grown up like with the Avatar people, and so he's like kind of one of them, but it's like sort of not. Natiri doesn't really like him, whatever. Um, and so we find out that also that uh, humans are coming back, and that the general guy has been like his like memories have been implanted into an Avatar, so he's a big blue general guy now, um, and so. Uh, the, 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 as it opens up, we see that humans are like attacking the forest, and uh, the uh, we don't like this. The Sullys don't like this, and so they try to attack back, but they decide to flee because they realize that the general people are only really after Jake, and so Jake uh, flees to this distant water tribe, uh, who they're Avatar people, but they swim in water and stuff instead of doing trees and stuff. Uh, and then for a lot of the movies occupied by them just learning uh, the ways of the water people because they have to, like they're trying to avoid the war because uh, they, they don't want to be involved in it. At the same time, they're being hunted down by the general guy who has kidnapped Spider, who is the human child. Um, and so like there's, and because that's technically his father, there's a bit of a conflict going on there. Um, but it turns out like they're getting closer and closer to the water people and they start burning down villages, trying to find them. That doesn't work uh, for some reason. I don't, I don't know why they could just keep doing that, but they, they try to like draw out, they try to draw out the people by hunting these like, giant whale things and it works. And so that um, it, the Sully's get involved in the war and the, uh, they bring the water tribe into it. Uh, there's a big fight. Uh, Sully's oldest son dies in the process of it. Um, uh, what else happens? Like pretty much all of the humans fucking die and the general guy almost dies, but spider saves him. And then spider goes with the Sully's in the end. Uh, and then they go off and it, it, by the end of it, the Sully's are part of the water tribe. They have a funeral for their guy. And then, yep. Very nice. Did I, um, I feel like I missed a little bit, but I think that was the general gist of it. Yeah, no, I think that was those uh, the large story beats. Uh, there's yeah, there's whales, and the second eldest son has like a inferiority complex or something because yeah. of his older brother, and yeah. so he bonds with the whale, who's an outcast in the whale tribe. Yeah, the tribe of whales. Yeah, cause because the whales are like smarter than humans, and also they're pacifists, and yeah. he fought back against the humans as whales tend to do, um, and they didn't like that, and so yeah. he's been outcast. There's also a, a hot 
water avatar that uh, he likes. Yeah, <laughs> she's a very sexy avatar, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sigourney Weaver's uh, oh, av- kid avatar um, has like some more hammering. Um, the, the kid avatar is like um, in tune with the ways of Pandora and like she likes... can connect with Awa. That's yeah, like, yeah, it, and, yeah, and dude, whatever. it's actually kind of funny because Sigourney Weaver played both herself, like the doctor and the kid. Yeah, I didn't and find out about that. Yeah, because yeah. there's the third one is Avatar in the coma, yeah. but yeah, so oh, yeah, that's important. So Sigourney Weaver's character died in the first one in her yeah. Avatar form, and she was like at the world, the Tree of Souls or something, and then she got pregnant and had a kid and they yeah. and that kid is adopted by jake sully's family yeah. which is really weird so there's a good there's a question who who knocked her up in the yeah. term that's what the movies they said in the movie that was a quote and also she has a budding relationship with spider as well oh right yes 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 um and yeah like the whole film i think his name is Quaritch. like what a strange name the general Quaritch yeah. or something and he's just like he hates Jake, and is just yeah. like revenge driven. I'm gonna kill the guy who killed the old me. But the, it, the did Natiri kill him in the first one, or was yeah. it Jake? Yeah, okay. it was. It was Natiri, and yeah. so he also becomes really afraid of her super bow and arrows. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's. I think that's the important bits. Okay, so let's get into uh, our spoilery discussion. So first off, I think we should talk about the graphics. Um, because that's kind of like the main draw here, I think, to be honest. Um, it's interesting. There's like a wide range of how I felt about the graphics for this movie. There's some moments that are really, really good. There's some gorgeous moments in this movie. And then there's some really janky moments. (laughs) Like, I'm curious as to, yeah, what, which moments are you thinking of? I think, okay, the worst were not the PS5 moments. Like that's a different class altogether. Mm-hmm. There's some moments where I tur- I turned to you in the theater and I was like, did they render that wrong? Oh, and it's you. It's usually like shots where things are moving a lot in the background and it looks terrible. And I don't I, know what happened. I am blaming that on our theater, to be honest with you. Oh, you think? Okay. The very awesome. same theater, the same theater that didn't turn on the 3D until like <laughs> in the movie and also didn't turn the lights off. Like, yeah, yeah. did at some point. I didn't notice, but yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, like literally, we were watching the trailers before the movie started, and in the 3D, like you're supposed to have the glasses on, and we were like flipping them on and off, being like, it looks bad both ways. <laughs> it's not, and like, like what, what do you do then? So yeah, the like literally a minute into the movie, I think they turned it on, and I'm like, oh, it's 3D now. Oh, yeah, okay, there you go. It was funny though. So I um, thought that that was like, there's just a awesome. problem with the projection of it. I don't. I didn't find any moments like that personally, so it might just be your theater. The other thing is like, like I thought it was like a frame rate issue because it seemed like mm-hmm. that seemed to be what the problem was. I right. don't know. Anyways, so rendering aside, um, I think yeah, there's a lot of shots where the PS five ness came across, and oh, I think yeah. I think it was the frame rate was our yeah. issue. I think that like that is the main barrier for the graphics for me, like. It's like it, and it's especially bad in like hand to hand combat scenes, like right towards the end when I that's what I felt like when um oh mm -hmm, okay when when Sully and uh and General guy what's his name 
quad Marich. quad Marich. Marich. when they're fighting like like so there's a specific moment where Sully tackles him and I was like this is straight out this is a and the yeah. way it's filmed too like the shot looks like a like a PS5 cutscene it's like this is not I don't want this I think for me it was mainly like wide shots looked bad usually okay. I was like oh this is the establisher you know like like clearly I'm about to start playing soon mm. or or this the action scenes I think I think it was also like when the ship starts sinking and like when those <clears throat> the new human mech suits that are like thinner start moving yep. around and hopping around I was like oh that's a game that's <laughs> a cut scene from like a fight scene um but the, I mean the underwater scenes conversely looked fantastic I think yeah. that's the best underwater has ever looked on camera specifically yeah. like fake underwater you know like so well, I, they did w- film a lot underwater. I know that it's like CG. Oh, they did. Stuff, okay. But yeah. they did actually it. film underwater for a lot mm-hmm. of it. Like actors had to learn to hold their breath for however long. No. Oh, that's cool. I yeah, they did a little bit of that for Black Panther as well, because I know they had to take swim, like, yeah, the, like swim exercises or whatever. Um, Dude, yeah, what are your what are your favorite scenes? Like you think it's the prettiest. I have a clear winner. I want to hear you guys. There's there's one shot where yeah. it's when someone's being healed. I don't remember who it is. Who's being healed? Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver's character is being healed, and it's like a close on her body, and like the set the setting sun is hitting her skin. And Alex and Ooh. I were both like, "Holy shit!" Like in the theater, like we we turned to yeah. each other, and, and, and I'm pretty sure like was incredible. There are like um, pixels lighting up as well, right? Like there there were like yellow. Like so glow in the darkness. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, skin pigment pigments that are glowing. It wasn't that for me. It was yeah. the very minuscule, minuscule <laughs> body hairs. Yeah. That you could see, and like for like a lot of it, you're just like, oh, these are like probably slimy. <laughs> I don't know, like <laughs> like smooth cat creatures. But when you get up close, you're like, oh, that looks so real because mm. of those details. And also, like it was like like a needle poking at the stomach, and yeah, that was the that was the best shot in the whole film, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't, I, I think whenever... I don't know if you guys remember the shot, but I, there was this one shot where like the 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 brother character, like the younger brother, was with his whale, and we see like him sort of like touching the surface of the water, but it's in reverse. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that was shot sick. was just like yeah. holy shit, yeah. that looks so good. That was really cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I think for me, like a lot. Just of very creative, favorites. like a lot of creative visuals in there, which I find very good. Yeah, I think for me, most of my favorite shots were details, like the close-up ones. So there's that, and I like the shot where Sigourney Weaver's looking at a hole in the sand. And it's, <laughs> yeah, they, and then they they, they don't. Well, you could laugh, but they like they didn't even explain it, which I preferred. Yeah. Instead of being like, oh, there's your crab in there or whatever because that's probably what it is i like that it was just like nobody's talking i'm just in the moment which is what the problem i had with the first film right um yeah yeah, i I agree it's a lot of those moments where like we're just sitting and taking in this world and like that's that's what led to my immersion of this i like being a lot better where like i i really like I, I'm very excited to see where this franchise goes next. I'm completely on board for Avatar three, like, and it's because like, I actually lo- there are characters that I like and I want to see where they go now. But it's also because like we got to just sit in this world and like experience it. And I think a lot of that it comes down to those little details you were talking about. 
Dude, I yeah. think uh, we've been to the forest and the ocean. I think it's the <laughs> desert next, bro. The desert tribe of Pandora. Desert, desert guys. Is that yes. is that how this goes? Is it, are they just gonna keep like jumping <laughs> yeah. between tribes until we've met all of them, and then they're all gonna join together in like the end game, Avatar end game? I would kind of hate that. Just go through all the biomes. There's the mountain avatars. <laughs> you know, um, Dude, I wouldn't even mind that. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, <laughs> uh i feel like the odds of them staying with the water tribe is fairly low i think i think that's those characters some of the characters from the water tribe will definitely stay with them though yeah that'll be cool Um, yeah i will say though as like as lovely as the underwater seems like i don't think avatar is ever gonna escape what at least for me are like i i call the avatar movies dentist office movies like and it's like this only proves my point further because like the the scenes of just oh look at the pretty fish swim by it's very like dentist office um so it's not escaping those allegations for me but also it it kind of works as much as i want to make fun of it like it does work yeah it worked Um, for me in this one uh that kind of like brings us into our uh point on direction and cinematography um it's clear that James Cameron loves the water. And I mean, people just know that about him. Like in his personal life, he likes uh, deep sea diving quite a bit. Um, and I think his love of like the ocean is super clear. And that's kind of like clearly why he wanted to make this movie, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I really don't have that much to say about the Yeah, I don't have much thing. to say. <laughs> like, it's kind of hard to judge sometimes because like, even though it is, like, we are seeing characters interact with each other, but, like, I don't, like, they're, it, because it's all CG, it's, like, hard to think about, like, like, how the characters, like, how they were directed mm. to be with each other. Um, well, it's easy to talk about the humans, though, because I, sure. I think James Cameron doesn't know how to direct humans. Yeah, I don't, I don't love the humans there. <laughs> yeah, it's very goofy, and I don't know if yeah. it's just the script, but I think... I think they they act weird too. They, like they act like non-player characters in a video game. <laughs> like yeah. you know, like we'll get into it, but like, I Spider never felt like like no. a real person to be. Yeah, Spider agree. never felt like a real character, and like, like yeah, as soon as we were seeing humans, and sometimes when we were seeing humans interact with avatars, I was like, that looks weird. And there's yeah. something about it that was off to me, and it's not that the CG was bad, and it's not that they didn't feel like they no this is what it is they didn't feel like they belonged in that environment and i th- i think that that came okay. down to directing to me like there's scenes where like spider is with the avatar people and it's like i just don't buy this like i just do- it just doesn't look right that he'd be there and that he's like he's moving the way he is in this environment and i think that if he it would have been an interesting detail to see because he doesn't have the same morphology as an av as as a a navi so like it would be interesting to see like how he specifically had to adapt to move about in this environment because he doesn't have the same abilities they do and so i don't know like little details like that maybe would have made it better for me dude it's the anthropology (laughs) degree of you coming out there (laughs) (laughs) um i don't know the only other thing i had about direction was the camera movement because i remember watching the first one again i was really pissed off that it just never stopped moving. Like it was a very floating sure. camera feel that yeah. like very like 
plugged into a computer kind of perfect stylized movements of drifting mm-hmm. and i think i think there was less of that in this one and i yeah. i didn't have yeah it's 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 present but i think there's enough shots where there isn't that and there's also like close-ups of characters and i don't remember if there were in the first movie which is kind of weird to say but like like close-ups that really worked for me where i was like like and i think there were it was one of like jake sully his whatever his navi character is but like just a close-up shot and and maybe also queridge and i was like i actually like i believe it this time you know i don't know and i think i think that comes down to to direction so i kind of like what he's doing with the the navi direction wise but yeah, yeah the humans were weird for sure um as as we kind of mentioned one of the biggest problems with the humans is the dialogue it's yeah. it's really fucking bad yeah um actually i do want to look this up who wrote avatar one was it not james cameron well i'm wondering if it was him and someone else or just him yeah no it, that... it was just james cameron oh okay Okay, so that that explains something. So the terrible dialogue was just James Cameron, and that bleeds through into this one. But he gets help in the screenplay, which is I th- I think partially why dialogue wise it works a little yeah, better. But... Like there were multiple times where there were full conversations where I was like every line I like wasn't like. What? Yeah. Why did you say that? <laughs> and then, and then, uh, like and like I think especially like with the Avatar people, like a lot of like just Avatar people talking to each other. I was like, yeah, okay, this feels like a conversation to me. But like then again, it's like, dude, and like how spiders like calling people buttholes. I was like, what? <laughs> Why is he saying that? I know. And then when Sigourney Weaver's character is like. I'm not your sweetheart buttercup or whatever it is. And it's like, what? Would she I say picked, that? I picked up on it. The, yeah. thing that, the thing that James Cameron does is he uses nicknames too much. Like yeah. every snide remark has to end in, you know, insult name. It's a specific name. So like it's, um, oh, where did I write it down? So like dumbass perv i think we're yeah used yeah, yeah, in like yeah 10 seconds of each other yeah. um and there's the classic line from the first one sigourney weaver's character says well who, who'd you expect num nuts <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. i feel like it's a lot of man calling and that's usually and what doesn't work. that's what i mean where like i feel like that kind of dialogue used to be more prevalent in movies oh, yeah. and it's like that was one of the things where that felt like anachronistic to me like this is not of this little, time yeah. like but yeah. It's very Transformers, like yeah, yeah. pre twenty ten, late 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 aughts, I'd say. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, Peter, what were you gonna say? Was that no, was that gonna say something? <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, you off, but I, I feel bad. Um, I'll move on. Whatever. Uh, I I picked up some of my favorite lines, and I'll, I implore you to think of any that you might be able to. But um, I liked one of Quaritch's early lines where he goes. We're not in Kansas anymore. He did that last time, though. He did that in Avatar One. Oh, he does. I don't know. And he quickly follows up with, "I bet you're wondering 
why so blue? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Also, in that scene, I think it's hilarious that I laughed really hard about the fact that one of the avatars is lifting yeah. a dumbbell. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. Everything yeah. is super, like, cliche. And I, yeah. what is that, like an 80s? Yeah, it feels like, like an 80s. Like, if it, it reminded me of Aliens. Like, like the scenes where, like, they're doing pull-ups and Aliens and stuff. Like, yeah. <laughs> See... I almost wonder, like maybe he, uh, or he's, it's like it's like Arrested Development of a director. It's like, <laughs> like he figured out how to direct for the '80s and has not moved on from there, right? So yeah, we. I was also laughing at the the dumbbell thing because that is so funny. Um, but yeah, uh, there's the line where someone asks about um, uh, Sigourney Weaver's character. Yeah, who knocked her up? Yeah. Like, just, like, yeah. so insensitive. Yeah, um, I think it's the younger, uh, I think it's the younger brother. Yeah, that sounds yeah. right. Um, I don't, I wrote this down, and I think this was a line, but I honestly do not remember. I wrote down, who's got the harpoon now? Is that a line that, like, the Australian guy said? Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, I thought that was so, they shoot it into the when they shoot it into the loner whale but he like dodges it and then he wraps it around and he starts dragging them the science guy says who's got the harpoon now Dude, the science <laughs> guy like, was up. oh I re- yes i remember the issue wasn't the line it was the pause after <laughs> it was, it was, who's got the harpoon now just like holds on his face like a second or two too long and it was that was so i i also thought the line i get the line but i was like you guys still do like it's like i don't know like (laughs) i i get the idea of the line but just rework it i don't know yeah and yeah yeah, the dialogue just like it's the movie is so much better when people aren't talking yeah um another improvement in the film writing wise is just the story in general i think yeah i think yeah like the Although both are very cliched stories, or at least like fall into tropes, yeah. I think I was much more interested in this one. And I don't know, the, the, there was a little bit of nuance in the villain that I yeah. don't think was there in the original. So Quaritch, I liked the villain a lot more in this one. The idea that he, he is the avatar now, the thing that he hates, and they didn't really explore it that much. But yeah. I found that compelling, at least, that he's kind of like going against his morals maybe not morals but you know like and that's one of the things that makes me excited for the next one because i feel like where it's going is he's not gonna be with the humans or the navi like he's gonna yeah like do his own thing and i think that's an exciting prospect you know what it is i think it's the idea that like instead of going for the obvious choice, it's something that's a little more middle ground and not middle ground as in like safe, like um, it's not from either extreme, right? The humans are one extreme and the Navi are another and yeah. it's, it's nuanced, right? And then the um, relationship between him and Spider, I actually think is interesting too. Like Spider, I like no secret, I didn't like very much as a character, but the most inter- the times I liked Spider the most were the times when, when he like decides to save him. And I feel like there is a decent yeah. amount of nuance in that character. Cause although it's never like, it's only like explicitly said at the beginning, but like he has this, like he needs to know like where he came from and he doesn't feel like any, a sense of like belonging because he doesn't completely belong with like the, the Navi either. And like, I also like the detail that it's like, 
the reason why him and Sigourney Weaver like are attracted to each other is they kind of have that same problem, but that's not really explicitly stated. Like they both have like an idea of like ambiguous parentage. And so it's yeah, this idea yeah. of like where do you come from? And and I thought like there and there were there's a lot of examples of that where there's interpersonal conflicts and interpersonal relationships that aren't even that aren't completely explicitly stated, but they're a lot more interesting. I think with the younger brother, there's a lot of that too. Like with how his relationship with, I mean, this is a little more explicit, but with, with Jake and with his older brother, um, I, mm. I really liked a lot of that stuff. And I, that's why the story is more compelling to me is because of the, like the overall story is cliche, but like the, the interpersonal stories and arcs yeah. within that feel a lot more genuine to me. Yeah, no, I think you get a, a, that's a good point, is that, yeah, the characters feel a little more fleshed out, maybe. Yeah. Like, there's a great moment towards the end where, oh, what's her name? Natiri? Natiri. Natiri. So yeah. she goes, like, oh, yeah. full killer instinct, and it scares Spider. And when he looked scared, I was like, oh, shit, like, that's so interesting. And then yeah. she, like, not, like, betrays him, but, like, like treats him like he's not a member of the family, even though he was. Yeah. And like that was like that's super interesting. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. What else can I say about the story? Um <laughs> I do think that like this is a, a a story that's supposed to go well for like general audiences and like children, I think. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like the story is very easy if that makes sense sure. like like there's nothing that's like super challenging and i mean like a blockbuster like that's not an insane prospect but like i i go back to this one line and it might just be you know dialogue but it's it, it comes back to spider again where he says something about like along the lines of wait you can't do that that's wrong yeah right? <laughs> like like that's his yeah. standpoint the whole time is yeah. he's you know he's stuck with the humans and he's just like you can't like it's like that's immoral they're so nice and like yeah. i feel like you know it's a little bit of humans are undeniably evil in this and you know there's some who are kind of dubious like jimink or the, the scientist <laughs> um but yeah like the morality of it is kind of black and white in a sense yeah. oh I, I, I think definitely like i think it it may be like with that moment with Natiri, like you're supposed to like that's a little bit of a moment of of gray, and then like some maybe sure. some of the stuff with Quaritch is a little bit like that too. But yeah, I think definitely like there are good guys and bad guys. The good the bad guys are so bad, and they're so like they don't they do things without remorse. So when they die, you're like yeah. yeah. Like when, <laughs> Which, when you see when you see a whale worst. land on a bunch of guys, you're like hell yeah, let's go <laughs> kill those guys. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and there, there is something to be said about that like that yeah. that just does work for blockbusters yeah um because yeah like when when you know shit goes wrong for the villains in the end it's like yeah it's it's very entertaining yeah um peter you've been noticeably silent during this what do you think about the story clearly you hate it i don't I think that. it's that strong i think uh, it's repeating a lot of beats that's already done in the first one uh we have this sort of same going to people not really getting accepted, learning their tradition montage, and then eventually getting accepted. And then we have like the same, this sort of like Deus Ex, uh, Deus Ex Machina, 
like saved by like a mystical creature type of trope. Like in the first one, it's like a big flying bird. In this one, it's like a big giant swimming whale. And then, I feel like it made sense not, though. Yeah, I don't that's think that's not Deus Ex Machina that's, because it's that, like it's established that he's in the scene and like. Like, he's part of the reason the scene happens, the whale. True, but also, like, I felt like, again, it's just very lazy that, like, in the first one, you have this giant bird that's, that's you know, that unites people. And then in this one, there's this giant whale that tips the balance. But don't you so, think it's worse in the first one when he just suddenly has tamed the bird and he's there? Well, I think the first one is almost like a natural progression for him as a character. <laughs> I think, like, it's, like, for him, like... You know, you've accepted, embraced the culture. Now you have to get get one step beyond in order to really even the odds, which I think was pretty cool. Um, I have to be honest, I, I do not remember that at all. <laughs> he tames the big bird. He tames yeah, the tames big, the big bird, bird that no one can tame. And then, like, and then he like becomes this sort of myth. Like, I don't even... I no, don't like the pterodactyl, the pterodactyl the things that they ride. Yeah. Sure. Banshee. Yeah. It's called Banshees, guys. Come okay. On. Gotcha. Do you not know this? Um, and then, and then I, I also feel like like in, in this one, the final act just drags on and on. It's like first, like the, weird, first two, two kids get kidnapped, then two different kids get kidnapped. And it's just like, it's, there is a like, lot of child. There's kids. a lot like, of, yeah. Like, cool. I want you to mix it up. Like, I really love the final rescue scene, like where like different characters have to sort of like get rescued differently. And one is like, sort of uh, the younger brother overcoming this sort of like, uh, yeah. you know, fear and then eventually like teaching his dad something new, which is yeah, I love really that cool. Scene. And then like uh, Kiri, right? Like the the Sigourney Weaver's character. Oh, like that's she her name. Used, yeah. She used, <laughs> yeah. uh, she used uh, Ava, like, you know, this sort of like ability to control yeah. creatures to reach her mom and her sister, which is, re- you know, re- pretty neat. Well, her sister. Um and and like I thought that was that scene was really well done, but then like the scenes beforehand just dragged on and on. I felt like like definitely one kidnap is enough. You don't need like another set of kidnap. Like like introduce something else that you know that introduces nuance to the the final act instead of I, just kidnapping kids over and over. I might agree that it would have maybe been a bit better if they differentiated. I Absolutely. did note it didn't yeah. bother me that much yeah. that like yeah. but. It is like these guys are kidnapped. None of these guys are kidnapped. Yeah. But I don't know. I was you really tracking your kids. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like, like man. I I actually thought that it was really well balanced. And and again, I felt like it was such a good build up to like a very earned climatic point. And then it the falling actions after it, when everything is like the ship is sinking and everything like that, and then they have, everyone has to be rescued. Like I I actually thought like it worked really well. Like I remember. Th- like I had a bad feeling that there was gonna be like another surprise fight, and I was like, no. Like, like I thought that once, um, once Quaritch Qu- is like, I keep wanting to say Quadrich, but once Quadrich, Quaritch is, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is like when he like we think that he's drowning and he's sunk. I was like, oh, he's definitely gonna like come out of the depths and then fight Jake Sully again. Yeah. And I was like, I he- please don't do that. But yeah. <laughs> I knew he wouldn't die, but I I did think like that's the end of that fight for sure. And I also thought like just bringing back Stephen Lang for another one is sort of lazy. Like I really, I actually, I actually really enjoyed like the uh, the whale hunting scenes. Not not like I I find them pleasant. It's like I <laughs> thought like they're very very powerful scenes. Where like the first like I I think this one 
focuses on men's relationship with nature a lot more than the first one. First one did have a focus on that with like the burning of, you know, like the mother tree and etc. Um, but I think like this one's the way of hunting scene is so powerful and like the with, with the context given, I think we we're gonna break break down the whale scenes in a bit. Yeah. But uh, like I think with the context given, it's some of the best I've seen. Like both in terms of emotionally and also like the impact that leaves. Really. They they leave you afterwards after your viewing. Okay. I I think yeah I I don't want to get into the whale scene just yeah. yet, but that's that's something in itself. Um, my last bit about the the story is there's now this is just kind of this is for fun this isn't this doesn't mean anything but it's funny how many of Cameron's previous works are like can be derived as like part of this story you've got Terminator there's a character who will not stop at any you know to (laughs) to kill Jake Sully right I gotta kill this one dude um you've got the abyss everyone's under the water some of these are kind of like (laughs) you've got Titanic everyone's underwater (laughs) and you've got aliens everywhere and that one's really (laughs) thin you're really stretching it yeah (laughs) I know but I'm just having fun um I did mention this in my review, but last bit about like writing and also like, yeah, it's also editing and other stuff, but there's a lot of fucking characters in this movie. Yeah. And I think James Cameron does a very good job of balancing them, but I think there are also drawbacks to the number of characters there are. And I don't, I do feel like some got pushed to the wayside. Sure. I, I am very glad there are more characters that we get to know in this. That's actually one of my big problems with the first one, where it's like, even the even the Navi that we get to know, we don't know very well, other than Neytiri and then the mean guy who like wants to kill Jake, who doesn't like Jake or whatever. Dude, brother. fun fact, it's like, that guy is actually played by the same actor that plays Mother's Milk in The Boys. Oh, I just really? found out about that. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I mean, like, we don't, like, and I I love that there were more characters because that's one of the other things that made me feel more immersed in the world is that you, you you know a bunch of different people in it. But that being said, like, I was thinking during the movie, I was like, like, Neytiri, for example, she gets to do some really interesting stuff towards the end, but for a lot of this movie, she's yeah, just like, absolutely. Something, something bad happens and then she cries. And she's like, yes! Ugh! Right? <laughs> she screams so much yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Oh my god. And it's like, yeah, I, I forget. Was it was it you that had said this to me, Aiden? That one of the issues with Avatar is that Jake Sully is just like a shitty character. Yeah, that like, he's a boring fucking character. And that, yeah, yeah. So I think I think part of the mo- reason this movie works so well is that he's sidelined so much <laughs> in favor I, of. His I kids. don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I think Jake is a lot better in this movie, but I wish For we sure. also. I wish we knew a little bit more about him prior to become like again one of my big problems with the first one is like we don't know very much about him like other than like the most base level things for most of the movie and I like I just wish we knew something about like his human life and we don't know very much about it okay yeah I'm I'm just gonna say it I think Jake Sully is not a bad character I think it's he's executed well in the first movie and and also and also I I think I think this movie actually executed him really badly because we see a guy who's who's like 
who's like a, a completely a military person who's a military person before gets getting recruited to the avatar program and is still like treated as military during the avatar program but that's we like see, the most we've seen, sorry, okay. no, we've sorry, seen sorry. an evolution of him in the first movie but in this movie instead of seeing how like his military aspect conflicts with family we just see like his military aspect in the entire movie it's like i gotta protect my family i gotta protect my family there's no like family aspect of him. What are you talking that. about? We only see it at the very beginning that's, of the movie no, where he like teaches his kids to hunt. And that's, no, that's it. so much more well that's okay, no. Like the how he, <laughs> how he gets how he gets his kids to call him sir, and then he has that conversation yeah, with Nate. That's what where, I'm saying. We only see the military aspect no, of him. No, you're wrong. No, you're family. wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. Um, yeah, like <laughs> like and then Nate Thierry has that conversation with him where uh she's like okay, but you're also their dad. Like, you're not a military sergeant. And it's this idea that, like, in a time of intense conflict, like, he can't he can't fully be a dad and he has to kind of fall back into that military ridge because also that's all we fucking know about him is that he, yeah. he in, in his first movie, his arc is, I am military guy. That's all we know. No, and no, no. Bro- I disagree And his brother that. died. And okay. his brother died. Okay. No, okay. let me, I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. <laughs> like, and, like, his brother died and that's it. And then he goes on the most cliche arc of maybe military, not good. Ah, I, I like this girl. And that's his arc of the first one. That's it. And then like, like, and then in this one, he's actually has to balance like being legitimately a bit of an outsider within the Navi, uh, having to deal with the fact that like, these are his kids and he loves them. But like these stressful and militant times force him to be a bit of a drill sergeant with them we see that conflict naturally arise with the way his kids particularly his sons interact with him like the conflict between him and the younger brother is is that that's what it is is that like he wants like a dad and he wants like he he wants to be enough for his dad but jake has to like push him so much because like times are so stressful and because he's had lapsed a little bit back into that military groove that's so deeply etched in him it's so much more interesting in this movie sure it's okay honestly i'm not going to disagree with that i think that's a great breakdown of his character arc in the movie but i'm not i am going to disagree with what you said about the first film i think the first film is actually quite amazing in the aspect that we've seen mm-hmm. him a guy who's like sort of like uh, you know, like he wants to do so much more for the world for himself, but he is trapped in his wheelchair, eventually liberated, be- becoming some, sort of like a new person in a new body. And then eventually being able to, you know, from someone who can't even walk to someone who rules the sky with, you know, finding the most powerful creature is such a powerful arc that he's, he's, he went through in the first. Okay. <laughs> but, but everything you're describing, I like to point out, everything you're describing is just like an external thing that happens. No, dude, there, I think it's there's absolutely like, there's mental nothing... as well. Because I think at first it's just like you're limited by your physical, by your physical limitations. And then eventually how you... reconcile with like you know become a different person but without physical limitation and eventually fully embracing that personality is a very powerful journey okay this is my last point you are still only describing things that are not specific to him and are just general things that like a character could go through we don't know my point is we don't know like details about him we don't know like why he cares about the things he cares about we don't know what motivates him it's just like yeah, like, he has this general urge to, like, walk. But it's like, yeah, anyone that's been paralyzed would feel that. Why Why is it important to him? What has he been through? What is his life? How has his life brought him here? 
Yeah, and I mean, just like the the general idea of like overcoming adversity is like that's all that you've described is that here's a character who is, you know, limited physically, and through fantastical science fiction means overcomes that, but like not in any meaningful or applicable way. Like I, I just think like. Yeah, it would, I think the difference between what you like and what Aiden likes is Aiden's, uh, the Jake's plot in this new movie is interpersonal relationships and him struggling to, you know, balance different aspects of his identity. In the first one, there's not really much complexity at all. It's literally just, okay, I've, I've got working, or, you know, I've got the ability to walk again and... I'll ride a banshee, like, you know, um, we don't need to get too much more into Jake Sully though. Cause there's a lot of characters in this. True. Um, I found that like, man, what even happened to Sigourney Weaver's character for like the second half? She's just gone that's after true. the coma. Like maybe it's, maybe that's why, but like, other than that last moment where she saves, uh, or she say was it who did she save? She saves Natiri and the young kid. And the young well, guy. there there was also everybody. a moment where she controls a bunch of sea plants to yeah, uh, we get rid about of the submarines. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah, but like like she disappears. Um, well, she doesn't disappear. She's she's in all these scenes, but she just does nothing interesting. Yeah. I think the main like the main kid that gets all the focus is the second oldest boy. Yeah, and yeah. the the eldest child, the, the eldest boy is totally sidelined bro so and then just that, gets shot at the end like, yeah. spoiler alert yeah but when he dies i was like like obviously he's gonna be the one that dies because nobody i don't know anything about him i don't remember yeah. any scenes he's in he's always a supporting character to the second uh, second oldest brother um, although it it actually i wasn't that bothered by it because like the purpose of that character I felt was just to challenge the younger brother who's clearly going to yeah. be a more integral character going forward um, and I thought that like there was enough of like, and even though it's like very cliche, it's just, or very like, like we've seen this before. It's like, like the pressure Jake puts on him, like, Oh, you have to be the older brother, like blah, blah, blah. And then I think, I don't know, like to me, it, it did kind of work. Cause then the younger brother like has to like learn to take on that mantle and like learn a bit of responsibility and learn how to do things his own way a little bit because of it. Right. I just find it cheap to kill off the least interesting character, you know, because, you know, if you're going to kill a character, it should be like, oh, my God, I can't believe you killed blank because I love them so much. And I don't like that character has no significant scenes of their own. They have no life of their own. They are literally just a plot device for other character growth. And that shows. And I think it's funny that Jake has a, a scene where he remembers hunting with his kid. Because I was like, this is the first time I feel like there's any, this character has any relationships with anyone else that's like actually interesting, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, I, I, f- I think it's a missed opportunity, but when you have a, sure. a cast of so many characters, like, I think it's inevitable that someone's going to lose out, you know? Sure. Um, any other thoughts about characters? Uh, I don't like Spider. Oh yeah, I hate Spider. But, uh, yeah, Sp- Spider's fucking annoying. Why don't we get into that now? Earth and the humans. Um, the human sure. characters are fucking caricatures. Yeah. Every single one just acts so bizarrely, speaks 
like like an alien is writing english yeah. <laughs> like it's oh man and yeah spider is just like the most boring moralistic like you can't do that yeah Oh man. Well, I mean, also, like, yeah. let's just consider the context that he is a kid and has absolute zero physical power or dominance over the other people. And the best he can do is literally just tell them that he doesn't feel comfortable with what they're doing. It's, yeah, but well, the, you guys, yeah. It's for the whole movie, he's just kind of watching things happen and is like, like passive. He's a passive character and he doesn't do anything. Absolutely. And I yes. think there's obviously this tension between like, okay, here's this guy who's not even my father because of the weird genetic, you know, thing, but mm-hmm. it's like, like an uncle, like, I don't <laughs> even know, but like a potential father figure. And he's been abandoned by his other family. And that's interesting. And then they choose not to do anything with that. Yeah. I thought and that then, they were going to show, I just thought for sure that Quartz was going to be like, they haven't come for you. Like, they haven't even come for you. They ran so away. So easy. And I was and like, they, why? Yeah. It's weird that they didn't do that. Yeah. And yeah, just like, why is Quaritch such like a one note villain? Like, so torn up about revenge. And he's not even like a good dad. And I mean, that's sure. That's, that's something that can be explored as a theme. But I think it would have been compelling if there were some moment, or maybe there was. Maybe I'm forgetting. Were there moments where he was a good dad to Spider, a good uncle? Well, th- he like stops him from being tortured. But then he and also then, has his oh, own how agenda. Nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Like his okay, agenda yeah. is like we're gonna take him with us, and yeah. somehow he's gonna be friends. Like, but one, yeah, I will say that like there's one scene where like Spider's like laughing along with him, and it's like. Yeah. I think there he's like teaching him Navi a little bit, and he's like, "No, you, no, you dung brain. It's like this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like it's it's like the not Leviosa, it's Leviosa. It's like yeah, that yeah. thing. But it's like, and then he's like laughing along with him, and I'm like, he would be doing that. Why the he fuck was, would he? He was very yeah. chummy, very quickly. yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I just had a thought. I can't remember anymore. Who he literally remember? said like earlier in the film, he was like. I'm glad my father's dead or something like that. Like, I yeah. don't remember exactly what it was. Yeah. I, man, I wish I, Oh, Oh, uh, I got it. Spider is Kylo Ren. It's very much like the, like the friends, like he's, he's friends with the Sigourney Weaver's character. And he's going to be like the good boy turned bad kind of thing. I like, that's not exactly what Kylo nah. Ren did, but that's I, I. I actually I, like Kylo Ren, so it's, there's a difference there. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, anyways, I don't. Oh, you, Aiden, you had a point about um, you want you want to see more of Earth in the future. I think they are I, going to Earth, is what I heard actually. I wish we had more context as to what was going on in Earth because it feels like so cut and dry. Like, yeah, Earth, Earth depleted. Earth is depleted. Um, and so we need more resources, we need resources and we need land and like, boom, that's it. We're just going to come. Like, I wish we knew more about like specifically what happened or earth. And I wish we saw something like, I think even just like, like are people trying to escape earth? You know what I mean? Are pe- mm-hmm. if earth is dying, are people like, like, is it like Elysium where it's like the rich are starting to be able to get on transport to pandora or something like that's peter's favorite movie <laughs> um 
And like, I wish we knew more about the situation. I think that would make the humans feel more human. But like, I also and, think it's very and, tough no, to do, though. Wait, okay, just wait. And but they can still be so blatantly evil doing that. Like that, that wouldn't make you think like, oh, I don't kill them. Like you would still be like, yeah, fuck them. But I think it just fleshes out the whole conflict a little bit more. Um, and dude, I think it, it can. All it has to be is quick scenes. Like it just has dude, to be like, you, you like know, really you know what stuff. you need. You need like a like a character waking up from cryo sleep, and it's like, oh, what I miss? It's like, hey, here's an info flash. Or is this like this? <laughs> I, I, I do, I, I do agree with you though, because um, in the first one, they came to Pandora for like an energy source or something, and then in this one, all of a sudden, it's shifted to, oh yeah, Earth is dying by the way, so we're here to colonize Pandora. But I like, do think that my problem is more with the first one in this case. I wish we saw this in the first one. And like, well, I mean, and the then first one, they're just there now. for energy, which is like, that's fine. That's very cliche. Yeah, and but that's, I, I still know, wish I we saw an explanation for that. No, I, I still wish we, because like, if you're trying to build a franchise, I want to know more about. Because, dude, it's like, very hard to insert a natural context scene for Earth, I feel like. No, it unless isn't. It, unless it's like actually like some character waking up on cryo sleep is like, Let's I don't think it up. has to be. I don't think it has to be like any character we follow. I think it literally could just be like something that's in a montage at the beginning of the movie, and the, and that's it. And that would give a little. That's bit of extremely unnatural. I'm gonna like, I'm gonna tie break here. I think in a movie that's you know both of which are almost or over three hours, I think that's something that just would have ended up on the cutting room floor either sure. way. So I know like yeah. I know why that would be nice. I think just generally, if the human characters were a little more interesting and nuanced, and like I think that's what you're trying to get at. Absolutely. But like, no, but I, I also I, wish I knew more about the overall conflicts, and I think that knowing more about Earth is a key into that. I think they'll. I think Earth. given if if they go through with you know the four sequels or whatever, I think, we'll get to it eventually. <laughs> I think we'll get to it, but um, I actually kind of like the unity of place in the avatar movies that were yeah. always on pandora and the frame of reference is kept in the movie starts when we arrive there you know and in the first one at least and i don't know that's that's personally like that i don't have a problem with but yeah i think i think that's something we're gonna have to agree to disagree on um but speaking of the movie starting this movie starts really weird i don't i don't know if you had the same problem it's but like i was like growing up montage no, not even that. Just like the first shot, I was like, "Oh, is it is it starting?" And then I was like, "Wait, did I buy tickets to the first movie?" Like it was just like generic s- scenes of what? landscape and like drone footage. Do you remember like the first shot? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I do. I a do. Misty, yeah. misty yeah. forest, and I took I, that as he is saying Avatar came out over ten years ago. I need to refresh people as to where we are. Landscape what's going on (laughs) like because there's also like that narration over it that like i didn't mind that but it like i I think that's what the purpose of it is it's like here this is what happened you guys remember and then here's what's happening now yeah i think i just think that the opening you know what it was the fact that there was no hook to it Mm. you see so many blockbusters where the first scene is super intense Right, think Top Gun Maverick. It starts off with the space flight testing sequence. Right, that's a really grab your attention kind of scene. Gotcha. Or, mm-hmm. You know, the first scene of um, I was I don't know why this came to be, but Doctor Strange is the scene of it's the, the fight with yeah. the variant, yeah. and it's a fight scene. Right, you start with a fight scene to get the uh, the attention, and it was just like a 
it was like a fade in start. Like I, I'll, I'll build the energy. We'll get there. And I was like, oh, it's dude. Oh, it's this three hour movie. If you hype people up this early, <laughs> well, no, it's that's why you no need energy. to give. You need to give them something to start with. Sure, sure. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I, How many I, times I, can I use that? <laughs> um, okay, I, maybe that was just me, but whatever. I was well, like, put off the, by it. The, the real first fight scene is like the, the train heist. And that's like much later into the movie after like, you know, the growing up montage. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I feel like just generally like act one is, slow. it needs to get, no, it, it's fast paced. Like it needs to go like, Okay, and the humans back, and then we do a train heist, and then this and this and this, because we need to get to the water tribe. Mm-hmm. Right. I think yeah. yeah. It takes a fair amount of time because he's he's got the time with three hours, so it's probably like what forty five to an hour before it's we're with the water tribe. But still, like it's it's pretty clear that it's like yeah, we gotta mm-hmm. we gotta go, guys. So we gotta yeah. set up the the new status quo and move on, kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you guys think about Scorny Weaver's character? It's just okay. Like, it's just. Like at first, I didn't realize that she's playing both, and I thought it's actually a kid. No, no, I've been talking about that for like months. People, people have known for months. I did not know. Like, I don't think I've heard that much about this movie till like I actually went to see it. So, like, I didn't know she played the kid at all. Um, But like, I don't know. Like, I wish like the spiritual aspect is explored a little more with her because I think that's sort of the point of her character is. yeah, I'm yeah. excited to see yeah. where that goes. I I was definitely very interested in it. I maybe wanted to see it fleshed out a little bit more, um, but I I generally liked her. I didn't really have a problem with her at all. I think she's gonna be like very important. Dare I say like the linchpin? Like she's gonna be like like you know vaguely what happens to um, what the fuck is his name? Atreides boy from Dune. Paul. Paul. I think. Yeah. I feel like the very similar arc is I think she's going to be like God of Pandora kind of thing. Oh my God. Like, you know, maybe by the end, she's Muad'Dib. maybe by the end, she's like harnessed into the entirety of Pandora and it becomes like a giant mech. And then there's like my a fight. God, and she's like shut the Earth. fuck up, bro. Like <laughs> um, who do you think knocked up? <laughs> I can't stop using that terminology. Um, who do you think the seed bearer is? Dude, it might be yeah. interesting if it's like the if it's like Pandora itself. Or That's like what I fucking, was thinking. Like the Ava, you know, like the That's the fucking scary. the tree of life. It's like, tree. dude, it's like it's all it's all fucking Anakin was born, wasn't he? Like the Force yeah. impregnated like well, his mom. Or Palpatine, probably, but yeah. Palpatine no, I think George, I think George Lucas said it wasn't Palpatine. No, but like, even, even though it's implied. Oh, I thought I always thought that it was like, um, like he was involved in the conception, but like he didn't actually like fuck me. You know? <laughs> I I thought I read somewhere that because I thought that too, but I thought I read somewhere that George Lucas was like, no, that's not true. No, it's just immaculate conception. Yeah. yeah. Um, I saw I saw people like like on Twitter being like, oh, I have theories about who it is, and I was like, How? I feel like it's definitely Awa. Yeah, I, like, I, like, I think yeah, that's very natural, natural yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's the easiest um, twist, I'd say. Because you try to throw people off the scent by being like, yeah, I wonder who it was. And then the answer is 
no one <laughs> you know you well that also know. that like explains her powers and like her yeah. like a lot of her arc and yeah it's a i don't know if it, that's easier or if it's a character that we've yet to meet i feel like that's this, the latter is probably lazier um what was i thinking oh but the, the sequel we know is called the seed bearer so really? like that's what yeah, that's, that's why a, i keep saying that that's a terrible name well we gotta figure out who impregnated her who's the seed bearer i hope that's not what that means but i think it's so funny that's really um, funny if that's what that refers to yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're on a quest to find the seed bearer <laughs> who's the motherfucker um, oh my god no. Um, there's a lot of white people with dreads in this movie. That's Not true. just Jake Sully, also Spider, unnecessarily. Yeah. What's up with that, Jim, James Cameron? I feel like, that, remember a couple of podcasts ago, I was like, it feels very like I'm cosplaying as an indigenous person. Sure. I never stopped feeling that. while watching. Yeah. Like, I, I, I might have like forgotten about it while watching the movie, but... Spider especially with oh, yeah. white white dreads. I was like, and blonde blonde dreads. Yeah. I was like, there's something distasteful about this, you know. Yeah, and especially given the more recent comments. But no, I agree. I don't have much to say about that, but yeah, I was like, that was, this is weird. <laughs> That's fair. That it doesn't have to be like a huge thing. Another smaller moment was, and I know Aiden felt the same way when we're introduced to the daughter of the chief of the water tribe there's a shot <laughs> that i call the blonde girl shot where she's stepping out of the water and like water's dripping from her my god you know <laughs> foundation, you know like like she's like you know yeah. quote-unquote well proportioned you know like very clearly supposed to look like a blonde the ideal girl kind of. <laughs> yeah the ideal nightbie figure yeah <laughs> um that was that was just so funny. Um, yeah. I don't have much more to say. That, no, that like, was so, I think we were both laughing really hard. That was, yeah. that was really funny. It's a very like obtuse James Cameron moment, like <laughs> like the weightlifting. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like of course he did that. Yeah. Um, later in the movie, we are introduced to a scientist played by Jermaine Clement. Yes. I cheered. I was like, yeah! Dude, I didn't <laughs> recognize him at first. I didn't know he was in there, but as yeah. soon as he showed up, I was like, ah, oh, that's my guy. I, lo I love Jermaine Clement. He's so funny. But he doesn't have his accent, which is so weird because the yeah. character he's associated with yeah, yeah. is Australian, and he's a New Zealand actor, and he, he had to play American. I'm sure yeah. they were just like, if there's two accents and they're different but similar, it'll be confusing. We can't have an Aussie and a New Zealander <laughs> next to each other and share a scene. People will be confused. Yeah. Um, but I liked his character a lot. He's fun. Yeah, it was fun. Did his character die? I don't remember. He did, right? He died. He died. He died? Yeah. Well, I mean, he was on the boat. And the he was boat... in the boat crash, yeah. but yeah. it was yeah. like a, everyone gets tossed up in the air. And right. Then, well, I mean, know, the captain for sure died, but like the other guys, not sure. Did he? I mean, he lost his arm, that's for sure. Yeah, that was sick. I was like, that Whoa. doesn't kill you necessarily. <laughs> well, that yeah. Um, well, I, we can get to that. That was that was what Losing I a lot of blood, bro. <laughs> that's that's what I listed as my best kill of the movie. There's a couple of like fun kills, and like that was my favorite. The whale yeah. killing the, whale. <laughs> the <Yeah>. whaler. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, apparently they're super intelligent. So I guess you figured that one out. But 
that was that was pretty awesome yeah uh did you guys have any other kills that you liked from this movie uh i'm trying to think of there were a lot there were multiple times where it was like just like jake or natiri like taking someone out and i was just like Ooh, oh yeah <laughs> and i was like yeah like, that's good sick moves with Dude, oh, i yeah. still i still really enjoy these clean bow shots where oh, it's yeah. a, it, 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 like especially when you see it from like the cockpit point of view just an arrow piercing through the cockpit window and a boom it just feels really meaty like very yeah. physical i agree my, my ideal reaction to a fight scene should be me going like oh, oh. <laughs> and, I, and I, was, I was i was doing that in this movie so like yeah. it's a pass for me <laughs> I said to Aiden, like, the humans at some point have to switch to, like, bulletproof glass. <laughs> yeah. Like, how, how are they still, like, how do they come back and not figure that one out? That, you know what, maybe the cockpit should be a little bit harder to break through. Or, I don't know, like, yeah. at some point, at some point they have to figure that one out. Because Natiri is just OP with that bow yeah. arrow. She's too good. Um, uh, the worst kill of the movie is the it's the whale torture scene what i call whale <laughs> torture porn yeah um and do you want to explain sure so this is now? the scene where um like a quark has like first arrived like at the whale hunters and they're like we have a quota to make <laughs> 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 but and then, so we see like an incredibly detailed step-by-step breakdown with both visuals and dialogue to explain everything they're doing to hunt these whales. And it's not that it's not important enough. We don't need to know all these details for a later scene or anything. It's just like, it's so long of them hunting whales. And this was one of the only times where I like, the pacing started to drag for a bit for me. And I think it was like, cause we're with the humans and I want to cut back to the avatar, mm-hmm. but like I leaned over to Alex and I was like, why are we still here? Why are we seeing this <laughs> in so much detail? Like I just genuinely, I, the only thing I can think of is that like, it's supposed to be like a commentary on like, That's, yeah. like whaling and stuff and like, like treatment. Yeah. yeah. But like, okay. Like that, that would be clear enough if we didn't spend, however long we spent like i don't know it's just I, it's, it's so much detail that's like it was one of my least favorite scenes in the whole movie oh God, I, we're just polar opposite yeah. on this movie i'm really no. sorry holy shit i, 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 I love that scene i found it manipulative frankly like i think i mean that, it's very heavy on the commentary but i also thought it was yeah. pretty important but it's well, not what, that important for the story it's just like uh like, I think it's about how, like, we already see, like, the friendly side of the whale. And then, like, you know, this very heavy, it's like, despite, you know, like, the whales are intelligent. Whales have, like, a friendly side. They are beneficial. And they're close with the uh, native people. We hunt them anyway just to extract a tiny amount of brain juice. And I think, yeah, like, yeah, that's, that's the commentary. You, you know, like, yeah. the it's first. Like they're not using the whole thing, yeah. The first movie, we saw them burning the mother tree. And I, th- I think that's like the big call to action. This is sort of similar, but in this movie. Um, and, but yeah. I still think it's a very, very powerful scene that we see like a graphic, really graphic way that uh, a whale is hunted. And we've seen like, this whale is a mom. Like, like, like her kid's right there, you know? Without her, her kid's gonna die. Like real consequences of human actions. I think it's like... Is sometimes even more um, 
it's even more emotional watching that than like seeing them burning down houses like of the Navi, in my opinion. Like just, just see it, see their it, treatment of the wildlife. I think that's what that's what yeah. I mean. When it's like you have a, a detailed scene, and I'm gonna you know like analogy, like it's a detailed scene of people basically like shooting a dog over and over and over, yeah. and like the puppy dog is right beside it and then dies shortly thereafter, and it's like. I, okay, I get it. The humans are evil. I don't need a five-minute scene yeah. of humans kicking and shooting a dog over yeah. and over. And and, over. But that really like, gets you. Like, like, it's it manipulative. You, you know? I know. Yeah. Like yeah. he's really trying to be like, yeah, whaling is bad, and it's just so obtuse. And like, okay, clearly you're talking about the real world right now, and not about Avatar. Yeah, like, it's, it's so removed from the plot. We don't need yeah. to know like any of that those details going forward. I agree it's important that some of them it's for the need, later yeah, world hunt. We need to know not that, that they're cruel. We need to know about like the tracking beacon thing and we need to know about like the bombs they put in the water overhead. Yeah. And that's like it. That's all we need to know. But we learn so much more about the process and everything you're saying I think is accomplished in a shorter scene, Peter. Yeah. Sure, the, but like I feel like that scene is just very powerful. Like, like, it, like I agree. Like a shorter scene might have get the job done, you know, at, at least in a plot point of view. But I think it's just it's a very powerful scene of humans' treatment of wildlife. And like honestly, like Alex, I I, got, I agree that this is very very heavy on the commentary. But like it's still like seeing it versus hearing about it is very different. You know what I mean? Like, like you can hear about like people saying oh whaling is bad but like actually seeing some of these things in action feels very different we're just gonna but have to like, move on from yeah. this sure they're yeah. like it is removed from the movie though i agree like that that's okay. a good point yeah more on the whales though they make a good uh no they make a clear point that the av- the avatar whales are more intelligent than even the navi or the humans and i'm almost wondering like is this another Dune thing? Like, are we going to get people avataring into whales? Like, using the whales as the avatar? Wait, Dune? You know? What do you How mean another Dune thing? Yeah. Because they, they have, like, the worms? worms? Yeah, but they just yeah. ride them. Yeah. Okay, well, you know, like, weird stuff with big animals. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I don't, like, I don't know. I feel like there's, I feel like there's a lot of setup with these whales that might carry over into the future. Oh, yeah, maybe. I agree for sure. Sand whales. Um, I think that would be so thing. fire if one of them became an avatar whale, though. I'd love to see that. Right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Um, I also found it really funny that the humans use like those slap bracelets as, yeah. <laughs> as um, handcuffs. That's yeah. so funny. But also, yeah. like, if if the police came up with that technology, they would a hundred percent use that. Like yeah. that's so it's so grounded too. Like like I could a hundred percent see people using those. Yeah. Um well there's already like zip ties that are used, you know what I mean? And it's just like Yeah. 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 Um we already talked about the kid dying. I don't think we need to go over that again because yeah. Um last one of the last scenes of the movie, Spider saves Quaritch. I think that was neat. And then yeah. Quaritch leaves and Spider joins the family again, which was yeah. kind of weird. Uh, no, I, I just Spider thought might go off like, with him, but like, like I thought that scene in isolation is good, but like there's zero, absolutely zero setup. Like there's no reason Spider should save Court in that scene. I, I agree, there should have been more setup. I think that we don't really see him 
like again, we said he warms up to him so quickly. He so quickly becomes mm-hmm. so chummy, and I think there should have been. We don't really have a good reason other than the fact that he clearly wants a dad and wants to know about where he comes from. Sure, yeah, I think as, that's a good as way to, to as to yeah. why he likes yeah. this guy. Like, I think like he should have done something for him. Of course, should have done something and, for him. They should have bonded over something. And I, and I think that it's real shame that they didn't make him questions like you are a human yet instead of with us you're with them like you know type yeah. of thing and then it's like the opposite he's he's an avatar he's not a human but he's with the human so it's like i don't know like the oh more yeah than... that's a great opportunity they missed for sure yeah i mean i guess yeah where do you think the sequels are going like what happens what happens next Dude, they gotta I, find a sea bear, man. You already said it. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> a sea bear. No, I, I do I do think that Corge won't ally with the humans. I don't know exactly what he's gonna do, but I don't think he's I think he's gonna defect and like do his own thing. And I don't know exactly what that's gonna be, but I don't I think he's still gonna be a bad guy, but I hope they move away from the revenge angle because I, I I'm gonna find Absolutely, that that's real been stale. Out. Yeah, like you know, movie three or four, being like, oh man, this guy really hates Jake Sully. Still, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not fond of Jake Sully either, <laughs> but like, this is a bit much. Um, yeah. yeah, I I wor- I do worry that we're just gonna keep switching biomes and that gimmick is gonna get pretty old. Well, I mean, like, the whole point is that it's, like, the joy of exploring a new world, right? And the order to, like, experience that, you sort of have to do something is that, new. Is every... that the point? Of that's Avatar? part of the point. I, I absolutely think that's part of the point. I agree. Yeah. I'd love I'd love to just see more of the world, like, every movie. Okay. I would... Uh, that's, that's... Personally, that's not something I'm particularly interested in. Um, Alex just wants to see more whales. What happens when? Where did we go forward with um the kid, the boy? Because I think we know what's happening with Sigourney, but mm-hmm. Spider? With, no, no, um, the the younger brother, the younger, the one who doesn't die. I think it's well, about like him taking on more responsibility. Like it's like it, we we already sort of had like a coming of age moment with him, you know, with his relationship change with his dad. The next step is probably like yeah. him becoming more of like an adult and taking on real responsibilities stuff like yeah. that. Well, I said this to Alex in the theater. There was a moment I actually thought Jake might die in this movie. I did too, He's, yeah. And, he will and, die. Certainly. Yeah, and I th- and I thought that like, oh, the younger brother is going to become like he's going to have Jake to take figure. on like a new role. He's going to become like our protagonist. And mm-hmm. I still think that that is might be where they're going that he's our protagonist for one of the upcoming movies. I definitely think that's I think that's an angle. I also feel like Took, the younger sister, I think she's gonna become a a bigger character yeah. as she grows up. And I mean, you know, there's more room for her now, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> the kid died. So um but yeah, like as a baby that I see that as setup. You know, yeah. here's a baby, sure. no one cares what's happening with the baby, but right. That character is going to be important down the line, and then you'll go back to this movie and be like, "Yeah, remember when that super important character was a baby and didn't do anything?" Yeah, but I, I actually, this was the one character where I thought it was fine that they didn't really do anything. I, oh, absolutely! Yeah, I'm giving a shit yeah. what the baby's doing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, what else? How how are they going to keep the humans interesting? That's something that I just keep wondering. Like, yeah, if the right. Like, are just going to be like. I think like, you have to have humans that have like. Like, I, I honestly do think that if we knew, like, okay, humans have to leave Earth. Like, Earth is no longer habitable. 
and like, there's like, it is there's like life or death like, for them as well. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I think that's how you make it a little bit more interesting. Civilians. Because I, cause I, cause yeah, I feel yeah. like yes. it's just every movie, it's just like, first movie is like, human invasion we fight off human invasion second one is more human coming and invading (laughs) now now they're invading harder and yeah you know what i think also the idea that it's been in this movie it's kind of like passive fight against the um like like actually it's a it's a theme in the movie really it's that you know do we fight or Mm -hmm. do we try and hide and then eventually they you know they decide you know what no we have to be proactive and i feel like that's setting up where the future of these movies go. I think they're going to have to go on the proactive side yeah. and be like, no, we are going to have to fight the humans head on. On the offensive, so I, yeah. I don't think it'll be explode. I don't think they'll be continually running to different biomes. Like, oh, this is, yeah. well, we've blown this cover. Like, go to the next yeah. one. I think they're going to go on the offensive. Because we why- do see like a desert base in this movie. Stop talking about the desert. No, it is in the <laughs> desert, though. Like, oh, my God. You, you know, with, like, the construction bugs yes, and everything? Yes, yes, Bridge, oh my. Bridgehead, remember? It's called Bridgehead, because I was like, what kind of name is that? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we go to Bridgehead, and I think that that would be something really interesting, is yeah. seeing the avatars try and go on the offensive. The Navi, I mean. Um, and that, that lends weight to the theory that we will go back to Earth and maybe the Navi take, trying to take over Earth again. Like, Why? I don't know what you would do. Well, I think if they do a complete 180 on that character, like, that's interesting. So, I don't know. If, if they if they go back to Earth, I think you could do some really interesting Dude, stuff there. I mean, he has a seven-movie plan. Just like... <laughs> seven? Yeah. There's no way. There's no way. He said he can stop at Avatar 3. Like, he said Avatar 3 can act as a conclusion, but he does have a seven-movie I think that's plan. easy enough. Yeah, you just say, like... I don't know. They they go on the offensive and the humans are defeated. The end. That's I feel like that's pretty easy to do. Um, I do want to know uh, final thoughts about the movie. Um, where do you rank this in the year? I'm just trying to pull. I'm stretching out my words as I find my list. <laughs> um, it's hard for me to keep track of everything. Dude, uh, not everyone keeps a 2022 rank like you, Alex. Everyone I, should. Yeah, I don't have mine off the off the dome. So okay, so Top Gun, we said. I think Top Gun's better. This I is better than Top Gun. For, for me, this said, is better than Top Gun. How about the Batman? This, Batman's better than this. Peter. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah. How about Nope? I'm just gonna go through blockbusters basically. Uh, Nope is better than this. Well, I personally, I didn't enjoy Nope, so right. like for me, it's like about the same level. I really like Nope. Yeah. How about the, the Fableman? I, <laughs> I think Fableman's better than this. I think I'm gonna remember and revisit Avatar too. Honestly, out of those two movies, <laughs> like I, like better is maybe a, a question I can't answer as much, but like in terms of like movie, I'm gonna I'm more excited about and that I'm gonna think about more going forward. I think is Avatar too. Yeah, Pinocchio. I'm not gonna probably remember mm-hmm. the Fableman. How about Pinocchio? GDT is Pinocchio. I think oh. Pinocchio is better than this. Like I like this more than Pinocchio. I think. I think I enjoyed this more than Pinocchio as well. Yeah, Pinocchio is more like nuanced, but also like kind of boring. Where like the story, the story is definitely better. But I also think Pinocchio, like I don't know, like somehow like just CG looking real. 
is just less appealing to me for some sure. reason. Oh, for sure, yeah. Like, like I think Pinocchio just has a very interesting art style, and I dig that. So, uh, what else can I compare? Have you guys seen RRR? No, no. I, it's on my list. It's on my yeah, list. I'll, I'll watch that. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I like this better than RRR. Mm. RRR is another. Actually, it's a very good comparison because it's very blockbustery. Three hours. There were a lot of three-hour movies this year. Um, now, is about... this better than Black Panther? That's what I was going to get to. Oh, yeah. Forever. This is the last one. We'll do. I think Black Panther is better than this. Hmm. I was thinking about it towards the end where i literally had the thought like this is a better boat fight scene <laughs> it sure. is a better boat fight scene. <laughs> so I, I had that thought um this one's better i think this is better too actually i don't think i can even like it's it's easy because i i think back to riri williams and as oh, much as i hated fuck, i forgot this, about that yeah i hated martin freeman um, <laughs> you mean vision everett ross yeah yeah, yeah. i like yeah, no, no hate against Martin Freeman, Everett Ross. Sorry, like especially those, Everett Ross. Those fuck all those subplots <laughs> are so fucking stupid. At least these ones, you know, make yeah. sense. Yeah, no, nothing. I think, I think this is better. I think this is better too. I actually think this is a, like more consistent movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I, I mean, I think all of us actually like like this movie more than I wanted to for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, Aiden, uh, or actually, sorry, anyone have any final thoughts about the movie? No, I think uh, I think that's it. Okay, well, we just gotta wait ten more years for the next one. <laughs> All right. yeah. uh, Aiden, do we have a segment? We sure do. So, uh, in case the listeners haven't noticed, the podcast is called Predator versus Movies, and we've done the movie part. So, uh, I think it's time to get into the Predator part. We sure asked the question. Would the Predator from the movie Predator make this movie better if he was in it? If he okay. graced the screen with his presence? Okay, before I answer this question, can Predator swim? I would That's say. up to our imagination. Have we we asked this question already? <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually think this is one of the rare movies that Predator would not feel weird yeah, I actually think that if Predator was here, I'd be Dude, like, like, oh, this is in that universe. Okay. Like, he can definitely <laughs> fit in the aliens. forest scenes. Yeah. Like, the forest scenes, that's like that's his natural habitat, basically. But, like, the water scenes, maybe not so much. If he it was, like... It would create like some a nuance yeah. between, you know, super bad humans and Navi, and then you've got, like, this <laughs> third <laughs> random <laughs> rogue <laughs> option. Hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. That Bond goat, that Bond, uh, fuck, I can't talk. The Bond, Bond? girl scene. Oh, where okay. Instead of her <laughs> emerging <laughs> from the water, we see Predator. Oh my <laughs> god. Yeah. Just dripping. I think oh. Predator should be revealed to actually be an Evie. Oh no! Just... Predator knocked her up, bro. Predator there's, there's, yeah. Wait a minute. That's what the head tails for the predator are. It's all those avatar tails. Whoa. Wait, what if he kills avatars? No, he kills he avatars. takes their, his trophies. <gasps> Yo, no, we cracked the code. That's what it is. From the same universe. It's actually kind of weird that James Cameron didn't do a predator movie. I feel like that would be right up his alley. Yeah. Because he did, well, he did do the aliens movie, but mm-hmm. I was thinking about that today. It's weird that. The first three aliens 
movies are done by different directors, and all of them are very acclaimed directors. Yeah. Who did the second one? James Cameron. James Cameron did the second, and then David Fincher. Even though that movie. Oh, really? Who did the first then? Ridley Scott. Scott. Who did Blade Runner? Oh, right. Yeah. And The Martians. (laughs) (laughs) The Martians. The Martians. Um, Anyways, I think that's enough Predator versus this movie. Um, Peter, what's our next segment? Okay, we've done the Predator. We've done the movie. It's time for some wrecks. So let's get yeah. into Predator's picks. What yeah. have you all watched this week? Who should go first? Um, Aiden can go first. Sure. Uh, so I watched the movie White Noise in theaters this week. Um, it's and still in theaters? I'm, I'm surprised. I think it just recently I think it came to theaters in Winnipeg last week. Oh, oh, only just okay. Yeah. Um. But anyway, like this is a movie that has not been getting the best reviews. Um. But I really, really enjoyed it. I like found myself really, really engaged with this movie. I wasn't as engaged in the beginning, but as it went along, I was like, "This is really cool." Um. And I actually think that like you could argue like it's a little messy. There's like some problems with this, sure, but like. I actually genuinely believe this is a movie that in 10 years people will look back on and be like, oh no, that was fire. Like, we were wrong. Like, the critics were wrong about this one. This was actually really good. Because um, I think that there's a lot... I Like, I instantly wanted to watch it again. I, I would be, like, so down to watch this again. The final scene is so funny. It's, like, one of the most absurd, funny things. Like, just... It's, yeah... But like you're making it, me I, excited. <laughs> I want to see it. Like now. it's it's such an absurd movie, but it's like it's really fun. It's like Noah Baumbach simultaneously stepping out of his old stuff, while also it's like fairly recognizable in a, in a lot of ways as as his work. Um, and I really enjoy this movie. I'm being serious. It's one of my favorite of the year. Like, Ooh, like right right I'm now. Just, actually, Noah did do Marriage Story, so like he has been doing like. I, like actually like more artsy films it's nothing like yeah. this movie that's that's, oh, it's that's, not. that's that's what i'm saying it's like there are, ele- there are elements of like marriage story ish stuff in that but he's very much stepping out of this oh, I've, I've Peter, out of that Peter, do you know what white noise is about i it's did like watch a, the trailer it looks like a quiet place but like not really sort of it's yeah. like a very 80s movie where there's like a um a man-made like disaster oh my god like, yeah. this is this is hilarious. Like I'm reading the synopsis adventure. right now. Professor of Hitler studies. Yeah, that's his really? name, bro. Yeah, he's a professor of Hitler studies. Yeah, what he's like fuck? he's like the preeminent, uh, like the the biggest guy in Hitler studies. Holy shit! I can't imagine there's very many people um, in yeah. that field. Um, would you say it's better than Avatar? Yes, yes, I like this movie. I like this movie. Okay, yeah. well, it's, um, uh, it's been added to my list. It's actually it's- like. It like legitimately. It might just be recency bias, but it might be in my top five of the year. That's crazy. Um, That's crazy. It, it releases on Netflix next week. Um, yeah, it's next week on the December thirtieth. So I we had talked about um, reviewing it for the pod, and I <laughs> I still intend to, but that'll probably be somewhere in January. Sure. Um, um, what else have you seen? What else did I see? I feel like I did see. I've been watching this show on Netflix that is like. I fucking love it so much. It's called School of Chocolate. 
and it's like a part like it's like a reality show and it's like like a chocolate like a competition show in which people make things out of chocolate but it's like not really it's like a school instead of being like a proper competition and the host is this like this like french guy and i like i just love him so much like i just he's such a like <laughs> he's such a fun like character to watch on screen um yeah and I've, like so if, if you like like just like competition cooking shows like i would say like this is a really good one um so i've been watching that uh i feel like i watched something else as well but i think those are the two things that are off the dome two things that i liked Cool. Peter, what have you been uh, Predators picking? I finally caught up on House of the Dragon. The, wow. I, mi- I missed the... Really? Yeah, it's been a long time, I know. I, I missed the final three episodes, and yeah, I've finished the first season now. I think it... it like These three episodes were some of the best in the season, and I'm, it's a real shame I haven't watched them till now. Really deep emotional moments within the Targaryen family, especially between Daemon and Viserys. Um, yeah, it's just like very looking, uh, very looking forward to the next season where like shit actually start happening. This season's mainly set up, and uh, we've seen like the political structure struggle and like how the two sides are shaping up, and uh, now shit's about to get real. So, yeah, it's you know it's funny. Like I feel like a show if you have a season that's just set up and you have to be, keep going like yeah the real stuff happens next season like mm. that's not a good <laughs> you shouldn't do yeah, that yeah yeah i mean like it's, it's tough with the lore because like you want to mm. you want the audience to know the character but also like you know um you don't really want to just skip over character because like it's like it's meant to show how like feud like political feud is passed on from generation to generation and the only way to really do that in an efficient manner is by doing time jumps, which I know you have a problem with uh, in, in the show. Um, but like, I think like it explores the scenes very well. And like, there are multiple very powerful scenes. And if you compare characters at the beginning of the show versus like towards the end of the season, you see like clear character development and how like sort of like, um, like power dynamic switches between characters, which is really cool to see. And yeah, like I don't have anything to complain about. Like I really enjoy the show, so um, cool. Look, looking forward to season two. Any other picks? No, that's I think everything I've seen. Yeah, cool. B- before yeah. Alex goes, I saw one of his reviews on Letterboxd, so I know one of the movies he watched, and I was like, oh, "No way!" And I think you you probably know what I'm talking about. Um, there's a good Dude, chance. It, it is so there. excited. There's, there's actually like there's like three that you might say that about so okay. I, but i think i think i know which one um so uh this is in chronological order and basically my plan here was i was trying to catch up on as many movies that release this year as i can for mm-hmm. our what is what is gonna come up our 2022 in review episode yeah. um so i want to have as much you know context and information for that as possible personally um so first off i watched a movie called argentina 1985 it had a very high ranking on Letterboxd. So I was like, I have to see this. And it wasn't as good as like people were saying. It's kind of like a procedural court uh, drama. And like it doesn't really blow that genre out of the water. And sure. it's held back in that sense. But just visually, like one of the most impressive films this year. 
um, very vibrant colors. The cinematography was very interesting. Um, I like that quite a bit. Um, now answer the question. Is it better than Avatar? Oh, am I going to do this for all of them? Um, <laughs> I think Avatar is better because oh. the story, well, the story, I like character centric stories and Avatar does that better yeah, than this one. Because this one, the focus was like, it's it's basically like a, 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 t- a retelling of a real court case that happened oh, in you know, okay. Argentina in 1985. That's the goal. And there are characters who are interesting, but you know, they're sidelined because that's not the point. Um, that also was very long. It's like two hours and 20 minutes or something for a procedural, basically. Uh, next off is what I'm assuming Aiden is talking about. Yeah. I watched Pearl. Yeah, you um, didn't like it. I did not like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've, I, I saw X earlier this year, and that one, I think I gave a three and a half. And I found it very enjoyable, but like, just kind of like meaningless fun. Like, yeah, it's just a fun slasher. And, you know, that's fine. Um, this one did not do that for me. Uh, it was, it, people called it a character study, but there's not really any depth to Pearl's character, per, like that I found personally. Sure. Um, that movie, I said that um, it felt like two hours plus, and it turned out to be only an hour 40. And I was really? like, how? Like, oh. it dragged so much for me. Oh. I, I feel like it could have been an hour, a half hour, you know? Like, really? Like it, I, I didn't think it was a feature-length idea. Or what they did with it could have been cut down to a 40-minute short film. Um, I feel that the direction wasn't particularly interesting. There's, like, a couple of moments that are good. But uh, it's really hanging on Mia Goss' performance, which I, I she's great, but... I don't think that's enough to make a movie work for me. It's a lot of like wheel spinning. Someone described it like, like Pearl is basically the same as the Joker where someone is like quote unquote crazy. And it just takes a while for everybody else to figure it out. And for them to let loose and start killing people. And that's kind of true. Yeah. But I think it's Um, way better than the Joker. Well, it can be better than Joker, but still be Joker. <laughs> um, and I don't think so. I, I I think like the 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 perspective it's coming from is very different from Joker, and like yeah, I I I disagree. This is still in a this is arguably top three for me of the year. Still, I love this movie. Oof. I like I I thought there was depth to her character. I really, I really like this movie. Dude, dude, I, 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 I loved a lot of the directing decisions actually as well. I thought it was like exactly what it needed to be in most situations for me and i i love this this like and also i did say to you i don't think you're gonna like this as much as me and i do remember saying oh, you're right. like, this is a movie that like this is exactly my kind of movie so is x yeah and like these are there are two things i love this kind of movie so i'm not that surprised that you didn't like it as much as me but i i have to step in and say i personally loved it it's one of my favorite years so sure dude, fair enough. dude. Hear me out. I think Alex just found out what Mia Goth really sounds like, and that ruined no, Mia no, 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 for no. him. <laughs> no, um, but I would say that Avatar was better than that. Uh, I watched Disney's 2022 Pinocchio. That movie sucks. It's so bad. Um, <laughs> it's like, but you watched it anyways, <laughs> so it got you. I, there was, you know what? There was one night where I was like, I need to watch another movie 
but I don't want to watch oh. something good that would require what? <laughs> That's I so wanted rad. to turn my brain off and watch yeah. something. Um, it's yeah, it's bad, uh, and like to no one's surprise, um, it's just it's it, worse than anything. It's just kind of lazy and like haphazardly put together. Hmm. Like it's it really is just like a, a, a machine product that there was no artistry or care to, you know, retroactively makes GDT's Pinocchio look so much better. Um, but really, what are you expecting? So, uh, you sure. know, it's it's just bad, but uh, Avatar is better. I watched uh, Richard Linklater's Apollo 10 and a half. Um, it's a, a rotoscoped film. So it's animation that's done by filming real people and then animating over top of that. So it's got this weird kind of like, realistic almost look to it while also being animated um and it's basically like there's almost no story and it's basically his experiences growing up in the 60s and it's like um like almost like an anthology of just like or like unconnected scenes he does like those a lot and it's really just like what his experiences growing up were like and i actually found it really enjoyable like it's it's not anything heavy and it doesn't you know ask any big questions it really is just pure nostalgia and it was fun i had a good time watching it so you know maybe check that out if you want to um and then i watched blonde (laughs) and that was something um it's not as bad as people said but like reading reviews i i came to the understanding like yeah, this probably wasn't the right way to go about telling that particular story. It's it portrays Marilyn Monroe, whose real name is Norma Jean Baker. It portrays her as like a dumb blonde, and I I doubt that that's what she was like in real life because like almost everything that happens in the movie, she's like surprised by, and I was like, okay, that's a little weird, and. It is just, it's it's quite an uncomfortable experience. Three hours of just like terrible shit happening to this person. Um, yeah, I just, I, it could have been done better. The cinematography is, you know, pretty good. And then there's just like a lot of really strange creative choices. There's one scene in particular where it's like Marilyn, or Norma Jean's on her way to losing her mind. And there's a scene where she's like looking at a bunch of um, paparazzi and then they put a fucking Snapchat filter on them so that their mouths get all big. Like, you know the Snapchat filter where they have big, like, you have a really big mouth? Yeah. But it's so clearly a filter. And I was like, why did you do that? (laughs) Did they hire high schoolers to edit this movie? (laughs) It seemed like it. And it's not the only time where it's a very clear filter. Like, you can see the the circle mask that they made. Really? You know? Yeah, <laughs> so the effects aren't great. There's also the CGI fetuses that people talked about, and that was really weird. It's a, it's almost pro life, like really? in standpoint. Yeah, because it's like like the, <laughs> the fetus is li- literally says, "Why did you kill me, mom?" <laughs> like, oh my like, god! She's like, "But you're not the same fetus," and she's like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> you just like shouldn't do that i don't like that (laughs) so it was very weird i don't think it i don't know i have mixed feelings 
because it, it wasn't as bad. Like I thought it would be terrible based on what I heard. It's just like yeah, it's it's pretty tone deaf, but you know. Yeah, well, I um, what I read like I heard people being like very offended by it. Like that thought it was like that it was really gross. And I think it depends on your level of like like your threshold, right? Like sure. I don't get offended that easily, mm. so I feel like. Well, and you know what? Like these are issues that don't necessarily pertain to me. So like people, sure, right. you know, it's it's different for me as you know a guy watching this. So like that's fair. Um, anyway, so that's all I watched this week. Um, next week we have some options. I am leaning towards Glass Onion personally, but I know also The Whale is coming out, and so there's we've talked about doing that and Damien Chazelle's uh, Babylon. And then there's like a million other movies coming out too. Oh, the sure. Eternal Daughter, Women Talking, um, and some other stuff. So we'll figure that out uh, and how we're going to record and release all this stuff. But yeah. uh, Peter, what do we what do we have left to do? We got to plug some stuff. Yes. Plug. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Predator V Movies. Leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. Please. You I think that's a, it. Yeah, you can leave a star review on Spotify. We want to get a 10 or something. Come on, guys. Just fucking Come 10. On, please. Give us a please. review. Um, it's so simple. You just plug in the star review and you don't even have to do anything. Apple Podcasts also has star reviews you can leave. Do that. Thanks. Um, check me out on Letterboxd at underscore Alex Gordon underscore. I leave reviews and they're fun. Check me eight. out on Letterboxd as well at 810Sunny. That's 810-S-O-N-N-Y. <laughs> I also sometimes leave reviews. He's known as Wombo there. Yeah. Um, anyways, I think that's all for this episode. So until next time, I'm Alex. I'm Peter. I'm Aiden. And this is Predator V Movies. See you next time.